Yeah, how's your day been today, Haley? <laughs> Sorry, well, I am not, not a good person. Great, <laughs> Slytherin. It has not been great. Sorry. I should probably start this off in a oh way that gosh. we can actually include in the. I have four beverages next to me, which seems like it's a little bit excessive. <laughs> what? Are all four of the beverages. Okay, I'm guessing one is water. One is water. I'm guessing one is tea. One is tea. Is it lemon tea? It is lemon tea. That's so on brand. Okay, I have no <laughs> idea what these other two beverages could possibly be. Is one a smoothie? One is a Well, I don't know if this counts as a smoothie. It's some kind of like, it's like from a bottle from the shop. It could technically be a juice. I'm not entirely a sure juice. about the difference. Is the fourth one coffee? Like, what What on earth do you have in the fourth one? <laughs> the fourth one is... Okay, this sounds so pretentious. But I guess I'm just going to have to say it we're, anyway. Um, we're already here. <laughs> the fourth one is um, sparkling water. Which <laughs> 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 is obviously entirely different from just the normal water. But there's a reason. There's a reason. Um... Um, okay, I'm just going to explain myself because, you know, you always need the backstory. I can never just let it sit without the backstory. Um, um, I'm, I've been a little bit nasal today. So okay. I wanted to take some very powerful American drugs that my mom introduced me to when I was in America that I didn't believe would work, but totally work. I'm like cleaning up your breathing, whatever. And... Yeah, but because my water is in, like, a thing with a straw, I couldn't sip my water to get the, like, the drugs into me. So I needed, like, a second beverage to get the drug, and that was the sparkling water. Isn't this riveting? Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you have four beverages in front of you. I have see, one. <laughs> see, I'm normally okay with, like, a three-beverage system, but four That's seems just lot. over the top. <laughs> I mean, three seems over the top. I was like, should I bring water? And then I was like, no, I just drank a bunch of water. I don't need to bring water. So I just have tea in front of me. No. No, water, you always need water. Water doesn't even count. I can count. hear you judging me. Yeah, I can. Do I need to go get water? <laughs> Only if you want to, but. No, no. So no. the optimal situation for like a three is like when you have breakfast. Oh my God. Because you have coffee, water, and orange juice. So that's like the kind of traditional oh. three beverage situation. I don't drink orange juice. I don't really drink orange juice either, but... <laughs> why, why do you have it in your three-beverage optimal system? I don't remember. <laughs> My system is definitely... Like, if there are ever three beverages, which yeah. there aren't, it would be a smoothie and tea and water. But my smoothies, this drives... This drives you know, the animals and people who live in my house crazy because the smoothie for me is so liquidy that it's almost like juice because I run it through the blender. Like I have a high oh. power blender. I run it through the blender twice. Oh. So for like two 60 second runs. So if I'm making a smoothie, there's like two minutes of really loud, like crunching because I want it to be oh. watery enough that I can drink it through a straw. I'm like really particular about this. I respect that a lot. I like people who know what they want and just executed yes i think decisiveness is something that we both appreciate in people yes 100 <laughs> percent. all right so are we ready to start i think we are ready to start okay we do we need to do more of a little intro-y thingy or was there enough of that when we were talking about the 17 million drinks that you have in front of you <laughs> it's four <laughs> um 
I don't know. I feel like I'm really ready just to get the conversation started. I feel like we have so much to get through and I don't yeah. want us to have to rush through the end. And yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I feel like we could also really easily get derailed by any more yeah, warming up. Yeah, we could get derailed literally probably instantly. <laughs> we're we're absolutely going to get derailed instantly. That's the beauty of this podcast. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I think I'm going to start. This is like from Editing Happy in the Future, who was listening to episode 19, the one about the artist way. And Haley asked if the workbook and the book book were the same thing. And I was like, yeah, 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 it's the same. They are actually not the same. <laughs> the exercises are the same, but like the entire book part of the book is missing from the workbook. So it's, oh, you know, when you were in school and you got like a book and then you had the workbook. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. So like you still need the book part of the book. That's why I have the book on the Kindle where I like read the contents of the book. And then the workbook is one where you can like write stuff and draw and do whatever julia cameron tells you to whatever she says okay well that's a good clarification so don't only buy the workbook you can only buy the book book and then do your own workbook which is what i did in just like a notebook or you can buy the workbook if you want to be fancy and the book yes. book yes oh whoa <laughs> sorry i put my phone on airplane mode but this was not an internet notification i put <laughs> my phone on silent as well was that why like, is it always on, my phone <laughs> it's always it is always your phone it's one of them i don't know how many you have in there it's um just one just one was what kind of alert was that it was my omnifocus oh i thought it was like the default tasks for the day coming at seven and it's exactly seven i see mm-hmm. um Sorry. have you ever have has your phone ever done an amber alert is that a thing <gasps> wait explain Okay, so, like, I I only started getting this when I've lived in the U.S. I didn't get this in Canada. So I don't know if in Canada we have a different system. I was just going to say, I think this is like a U- U.S. thing. I don't think any other country does this. Oh, okay. So this is, yeah, this was, like, really alarming to me the first time that it happened. Also, side note, we're already derailed. Um, but so <laughs> this was really alarming to me the first time that it happened because your phone essentially just starts, like, it, making this really loud, like, sound multiple times and i think it does it like three times and then an alert pops up and it'll be like i think amber alerts are usually like a child has been taken and is missing and it's like in the first early hours of that child being missing and they're like really key time to sort of like find them and one of the things that they'll do is they'll be like oh it was like a red prius and this is the license plate and being driven by this kind of person and like that's what we're looking for. So if you see anything, like call 911, oh. essentially. So um, th- you'll get them on your phone, but you will also get them on the radio. So if you listen to just like the regular radio in the car, it will that will happen sometimes. And, it, and I think it's always three. It's always like me, me, me. And then, and then it'll be like Amber Alert, like this something, this kind of car. Oh, my God. This I've only heard about this in the context of a weather warning. Oh. So my sister lives like on Manhattan in New York and she like we have like a family slack because we're weird um and she commented in there like oh and she sent like a screenshot or something like I'm getting amber alert because they're flooding but don't worry it's not not in my area or something so she was just kind of like putting the family's mind at ease yeah and I was like well I'm sorry you live in a city that floods every now and then but I was almost more like wait what do you mean it just came through on your phone yeah like 
I was like, what is this? And they were trying to explain to me this like Amber Alert system. And I was like, I've never had that. I think it is genuinely just a thing in the States. It might be because I don't remember that ever happening when I lived in Canada. So I think it's just a US thing. Yeah. And then also my, my parents who live like on the West Coast, they they were saying that they were driving and they had the radio turned off. And the radio actually turns on. Oh, I didn't know that. So I was like, wow, this is so weird. But also, I feel like now this explains a lot of TV shows <laughs> I've seen where they always say like, oh, we'll put out a BP or something. They have like a word for it. And I don't remember what it is. Where they're basically saying like if they're, if there's like a manhunt, they'll send out like a, like a warning to everyone. And I'm like, yeah. I thought it was just to like all the other police officers, but maybe I guess they could also be sending it out in this like Amber Alert system way. I think there are so many different levels of alerts and stuff like that, because there are definitely some that are just police only. But I think that it has to reach a certain level before they send it out to people. And then it's it's really interesting because it's like in the region that you're in. Yeah. And so like I got them when I was in Colorado for the Colorado region. I actually got weather alerts on my phone as well. And then... I get them well I had I think I've received one while I've been in Virginia mm-hmm. and it's funny because like the concerned citizen that I am if they're like look for a red Toyota Prius I'm like I'm looking for a red Toyota Prius like I'm like going to get groceries but I'm like also on a mission even though like it's probably not you know like I, I'm probably not gonna find it because sometimes they're very far away but they they send them out to people like they might be in a different state but they send them out because the person could have driven to your state yeah. by the time you I get it. I bet in. this is very effective. I would love to see some data and research on that because yeah. that would be very interesting. I, I, it probably is, but I have no idea. Also, there's like a thing I feel like I've been um, thinking about about the United States where I think it's, I feel like it's really optimized for efficiency in like this way that I do kind of appreciate. Like, I think the best example is something like the New York subway, which is just like, metal all the way around so it's easy to clean Mm. like they're not like putting a cushion or a pretty pattern or whatever they're like no no all you humans are kind of gross so we're gonna need to clean this a whole lot (laughs) 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 like compare and contrast with like here in london where it's like cushions that are like videos about like how gross and stuff they are which is like just don't think about it um and i feel like there's all these like i feel like here in the uk everything is kind of more quaint and based on tradition and sometimes things are a bit a little bit like oh this is not the most efficient way to do it but like this is how we always done it which is kind of charming but i feel like in the u.s it's like no no we're just sending out an alert to everyone in the state <laughs> you know it's just very <laughs> efficient which i guess i do kind of appreciate yeah i never thought of it that way but yeah i guess they do they <laughs> do that yeah <laughs> yeah okay so tangent number one, chat. Tangent number one, <laughs> over. What is our second piece of follow-up? This one is, all, all of this follow-up is from you, actually. Oh, my God, yes. So, okay, so this is uh, this is also from the Artist Way episode. Um, I feel like what happened there is I was just so caught up and focused on trying to get through the conversation about the Artist Way. I totally forgot that you or we were going to talk about my series I wrote about writing. Yes. I swear to God, it, it kind of surprised me on the it was we we we, I knew about it but it's still kind of on the recording I was like oh yeah that's right we're gonna talk about this and then every edit I was like wait we already talked about the artist way what is all this other stuff that is like still left of the episode and so it always kind of snuck up on me (laughs) so (laughs) what 
I uh, feel a little bit embarrassed about not having the conversation at the time, which I obviously should have, but like I said, I was kind of caught out, caught up, whatever. Um, I actually got a lot of help on this series um, in this really cool way. So um, we're going to get to themes and stuff later, but uh, one of my goals this year was kind of like start my own website. And a part of that was to get feedback from things that I was writing and publishing. And what was really interesting about this series is that somehow I decided I don't really remember just to tweet like, hey, I'm writing this. If anyone has any feedback, like, please just send me a DM and you can read it over for me. And like all your feedback is super welcome, which I've never done before for anything. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. So actually, we had some listeners and also some non-listeners um, helped me out, which was so, so, so cool. And I think um, we've been following Martin on Twitter for ages. And as you know, sometimes he shows this like iPad ninja moves where all his notes are like handwritten, but on like an iPad. Yep. I got like a really, really good feedback like that from him on my pieces with like really good comments and... Alice also helped, this girl called Carrie also helped, Eric also helped, Jaslyn from the High Expectations podcast also helped, and I was just, this was such a cool new way for me to write and share what I'm writing, so I just wanted to say thank you for all the help to our listeners. Yay! I never could have done it without... I guess my Twitter account, but also like these are people we've kind of found through the podcast. So I am really, really grateful. So thank you for that. And I'm sorry to say that at the time. Uh, <laughs> I feel when I realized I felt really embarrassed. So thank you for uh, taking the time at the time and also for um, me not saying thank you until now. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Shout outs to all the awesome people. Yeah. So that was cool and fun and interesting. Yes. Also, we didn't ask for this, but ILYS finally, or finally, ILYS after we released <laughs> episode 19, uh, shared a link to episode 19 on their website, on their domain. And I didn't know Mike would do this, but he actually also shared a link back to this series, which yeah. I didn't know he would do. But that was super cool. So thank you, Mike. Thank you to all the people I just mentioned. And thank you to this podcast, I guess, for... Um... <laughs> okay, cut me off. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I don't know how to cut you off. Uh, LinkedIn, your other bullet point was on follow-up that you have on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, so actually, the next thing is, I feel I followed all your tips, Haley, about my LinkedIn profile. I noticed. I was really excited. I think it was around your birthday that you were updating it. And I think I wrote in our Slack in all caps, is it my birthday? And you were like, no, it's my birthday. And I was like, it feels like my birthday. So this was very exciting to me. Yeah. So I just want to say that like basically after half with rolling eyes asking Haley some LinkedIn questions, like, sure, let's, you know, humor Haley and talk about LinkedIn. Um, I basically did whatever she said i feel like Haley, you're slowly creeping into the category of like things my mom says and i'm kind of like i don't necessarily want to hear it but i also know she's what? not wrong <laughs> what i don't know if that's the category i want to be although although your mom is a very intelligent lady 
So yeah, I'm honored to be in that category. But I just think that like, <laughs> it's funny to hear you say that I'm in the same category as your mom. But okay. Only in this particular way where it's like, okay, she's just not wrong about these things. And I'm kind of like, do I want to do this? I don't think I want to do this. But Haley said it. So I guess I'm going to do it. Anyway. <laughs> so I was in my LinkedIn and holy, 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 everything that's holy. I swear to God, Haley has just, no, Haley, LinkedIn <laughs> has just changed as a platform for me. Yeah. I've probably got like a hundred more connections in the last like two months. I have like people reaching out to me. I have ongoing conversations on LinkedIn now. I genuinely had someone say that they wanted their LinkedIn to be more like mine. Aww. And I was just like, what do you mean? So I guess... Um, I was skeptical for sure, but yeah, Haley knows a lot about LinkedIn people. <laughs> it paid off. <laughs> yeah, it was actually kind of crazy. I was like, what? I didn't think, because from my perspective, I feel like I did like minor tweaks. That's all it takes. And I just, yeah, I just kind of tied in the narrative a little bit, which was kind of like the main point you said. You would just like make sure everything supports each other kind of thing. Yeah. You also published... Um, a blog post on LinkedIn. So I do want to mention that your, like, results may vary, but, like, your <laughs> results in particular are slightly different because you published on LinkedIn as well, and that always boosts your profile. So I can highly encourage publishing on LinkedIn. Yeah. But, yeah, results may vary. <laughs> Again. That also was so crazy because, for me, you know how much I care about LinkedIn. is like, I know it matters, but it's not, like, my number one priority. And I just kind of published that post almost as like a test and it did not like meet my perfectionist standards in any way. But I was like, oh, this is going to be a good lesson for me anyway. And it got really good feedback. And That's awesome. Yeah. And you shared it, which was really nice. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I I take it all back about LinkedIn. I guess you were entirely correct. I take correct. it all back. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> well, yeah. thanks. That's exciting. Yeah, so thank you for having so much knowledge and sharing it with me and all the other people. Thanks for making changes. That makes my life. I love when I tell people (laughs) about stuff. Like if people are like, oh, why does this matter? And then I get really excited and I tell them, it doesn't always mean that they're going to like make the changes that I suggest, which is totally fine because people have stuff going on in their lives and like everyone has their own priorities. But it does make me really happy when people actually do take the advice into practice and then it yields good results so all around exciting things yeah not 100 so i feel like yeah that was that was great also i feel like if if you take the time to kind of like answer people's questions about something very specific and then they don't do it it's like well how much time are you going to give them next time oh it's very true yeah that's very true i feel like that's kind of how that happens it's not like you're oh you're so upset that they didn't do it it's just like I feel like you just treat them a little bit differently next time. Not even consciously. It just kind of happens. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Is that all for follow-up? That is surprisingly all for follow-up. This is not a follow-up episode because... No. (laughs) This is our last episode of 2019. Cue, like, firework (laughs) sounds. It's really exciting. Thank you for those, Happy. <laughs> Sorry, should I like edit some real ones in? I mean, if you feel like it. If the happy of the future won't. feels like it. <laughs> I probably won't. Wow. But yeah, so it's the last month of the year. 
and it is the last year of the decade. Whoa. We're in the final 90%, in the last 10%, I guess, of 2019. So we thought we'd chat about some end of year stuff. Yeah. This is literally the whole reason we do the podcast is just so we can have this conversation. <laughs> no, At kidding. the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Although this was... we do both have like, we do both have a, like a really specific system and process for the end of the year, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's a good topic for us. And it's I one of my favorite times of the year is like end of the year and the beginning of a new year. Oh, same. I just love all the end of the year stuff in the beginning yeah. of the year. And yeah, I don't know why. I just love it. For sure. For sure. So we figured time to check in on our yearly themes to start. You have some good reflections of the theme of the year. I have I have some I have some reflections. Yeah, so we've we will link to our old theme of the year conversations just in case that's something that people want to check out if they haven't checked them out before. So the first one of 2019, that first episode, we talked about what our theme of the year was going to be. We revealed them to each other on the podcast, so that was fun. And then we did one check-in. And so now we're kind of like rounding it up Mm -hmm. um so as a reminder my theme was the year of inner peace yes i was expecting you to start laughing so (laughs) because happy knows happy knows how this year has gone not because it's like because so you laughed initially when i told you what that because it sounds so like it sounds a little bit like you take yourself really seriously yeah it 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 doesn't really sound like me in a lot of ways but it, the idea being that I knew I, in advance, I knew that I was going to have a lot going on this year. And so I tried to make my theme inner peace to like practice and work on ways that I could be relaxed and peaceful throughout all of the chaos. Yeah, I feel like I'm not laughing because I feel like it's it's, it's not aspirational, but I feel like it's like a guiding star kind of yeah. thing for you. So that's why I'm not laughing. I'm like, actually, this was probably an extremely well-selected theme of the year for you. Thank you. Even if it sounds a bit fancy pants. It's Yeah, it does sound a bit fancy pants, but <laughs> it was really necessary. There was a lot, a lot, a lot going on in my life this year, and I knew about a lot of it in advance, and there were some things that I didn't know in advance. For example, I had no idea that I would be living in a different state or that we would be moving the week after our wedding. That was all <laughs> a total surprise. Like, I found out, you know, not, not very soon. Anyway, so it wound up being probably the least peaceful year of my life (laughs) like ever like reflecting on it so many huge things happened this year and like a lot of it was unplanned and a lot of really good things happened but also a lot of like really stressful things happened um so I think it was a good theme for me like I kind of knew going into this year it was going to be a big one it was a helpful reminder I think to have it to just be like okay how can I bring more peace into the situation like even if I can't necessarily resolve everything like earlier I was running around and I had no idea how to turn my internet back on like it just wasn't functioning it just decided not to work I was like I'm just gonna hotspot for my phone and we'll think about it later and then magically the internet turned back on so that was incredible um but just one of those like sort of that reminder of like there's only so much you can do and how can you sort of like relax and be more peaceful in there. I think I also talked about this a little bit, but I started doing Tai Chi. Yeah. Which really, really helped. And then the um, morning pages really helped me a lot with the year of inner peace because it's very, it it really helps you like release a lot of thoughts and like things that you might even have not have known that were floating around in your head. Yeah. I feel like it's also almost like grounded a little bit in like stoicism. We're both yes. fans of the Daily Stoic. If you haven't listened from like day one of being like, well, some things are just not within your control, but you still have to kind of control your mind and yourself. So that's why I think it's, I think I think you picked a pretty good theme. 
Um, Thank you. At least from like a concept perspective. But how has it been like in practice perspective? Yeah. So that was the problem. I didn't set very many guidelines for myself. I just sort of decided that it was going to be the year of inner peace and that I was going to do a couple of things to help me be more peaceful. So I think in retrospect, I probably should have done more to check in. Yeah. Like I think I my like one of my learnings from this year because I've never done a theme of the year before so one of my learnings from this year is to have more more actionable steps for like okay year of inner peace means like I will make sure to do tai chi you know whenever I'm feeling stressed or you know like just sort of like set a few more guidelines yeah and do more formal check-ins because I didn't really do too many formal check-ins it was just sort of like hovering around my I feel like hovering around my brain I feel like I can totally see how that's your takeaway, but I feel like also that is really hard because like we've already talked this year about like um, checklist system overwhelm and sometimes you don't need another task in your system. Yeah, no, and it's hard to explain what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to explain isn't like a task, but more of like guiding principles is probably a way, a more of a way to do it. Like I think more of like a systems approach, not even like systems necessarily, but like when you think of, um, so I'll use the company that I work for as an example, we have a set of six values and underneath each value is like a bullet point Mm. explaining that value. And it's not necessarily a task, but so for example, one of ours is default to transparency. And one of the bullet points under there is communicate with clarity and like communicate often and avoid big revelations like you will communicate it's early and often is one of them so that's not like a task it's just like a guiding principle like defaulting to transparency means that you're going to loop someone in a conversation really early so that you're not like telling them something later that ends up being a really big revelation um and so i think that that's something that i want to do for myself next year is more sort of like flesh out like okay year of inner peace means that you know, I prioritize whatever, like I try to prioritize self-care and if I'm having a bad day, I remember to breathe and like I buy myself a nice journal or I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like just like Mm. not necessarily tasks, but like guiding principles of the year. So like if you feel you're headed one way or the other, you can kind of be like, wait, what was my process for handling this? And you can kind of go back to it and be like, oh yeah, this is what I should be doing right now. Yeah. If you start feeling like overwhelmed or something like that. Yeah. And I'm going to try and flesh that out a little bit more at the end of this year when I'm figuring out what my theme will be for next year. So I feel good about figuring that out. That sounds cool. But yeah, that's a big learning for me is I don't think there was enough clarity on my end going into it. But this was my first year doing it. So I didn't really know if there were any hard and fast rules. I don't think there are. Uh, yeah, I would almost think of the theme as like a guiding principle, but I feel like you have like a, that's a subcategory. So theme is almost like bigger. I think the kind of like guiding stars, like a pretty good way to look at it. It's like not necessarily something that is yeah on the top of your list or mind every single day, but it's something that is kind of like steering the direction. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so that was that was my learning i wanted to mention that i've heard i've heard a couple of other people who do themes of the years and um there's this one podcast that i listen to sometimes called being boss and those two ladies have set themes of the year before they actually do themes of the month i think like they they can be a little bit intense about them but uh in one episode they kind of laughed and they mentioned that like if you set your theme of the year to be one thing your year will be the opposite and they were kind of joking around about how that's happened to them a couple of times 
And uh, I thought about how that was very true for me this year. Just like I said, like, I wanted to be the year of inner peace. And it was outwardly not the year of inner peace. But I guess there was a lot that I did to try to remain inner peacefully on the inside. But yeah, it was it was an interesting experience. <laughs> I think it did very well with, um, you know, riding the storm. <laughs> riding the storm. Yeah. It, the year of survival is kind the of what of it, survival it honestly turned into the year of survival. Like, how can I just make it through this in a lot of scenarios, unfortunately? Oh um, yeah, it was like going into 2019, I want the year of inner peace. Like leaving 2019, I'm like, it was the year of survival, but I made it. So it's okay. Everyone's alive. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that was my theme of the year. What about What about you? I really liked your theme of the year. I still do. Okay, so... This has been, I feel like we're recording this in like early December, but I feel like I've already for like the last two or three weeks just been a hyper reflective mode, hyper, I think it was like the Artist Way episode as well, just because it was such a, like a big production to get it out. And then after we kind of really, or as we were kind of producing that one, because we specifically shout out episode nine, episode 12, I just kind of wanted to like reference the conversation back a little bit just because... I wanted to make sure we're not appointing people to some, like, something that isn't true or whatever. And I was kind of listening back to episode 12 for that purpose, where we're talking about, like, the perfectionism thing. And it was actually so weird for me because, first of all, I thought we kind of sounded like different people. <laughs> I felt... I didn't know that you listened to old episodes, so this is like news no, to me. No, I was cool. cringing so hard. Oh I never gosh. listened back to the old episodes. I just, I didn't even listen to all the like silly stuff we sometimes do. I just went straight to like the kind of hardcore conversations about like perfectionism and imposter syndrome. I just kind of wanted to see what we had to say about it at the time, just because it's like long enough ago now for it to be any kind of time period that has passed. And yeah, we <laughs> it was actually so weird. I just try to listen to it and not think too hard about it. <laughs> but honestly, it was so crazy. Haley, episode 12, where we talk about the perfectionism problem. I feel like I almost have to find the timestamp for you because that's when you're trying to tell me that you've taken this personality test where you're definitely not a perfectionist, but you're kind of more like an achiever and you've never felt so seen. Oh my God, this is amazing. By a personality test. Was the Enneagram. Was the Enneagram. <laughs> and I feel like it was the launch of that whole story arc of the like perfectionist achiever narrative that I didn't realize happened in the same episode as the one where we were talking about our themes of the year. It's hilarious. So that was kind of cool, even though we totally... I don't know. It was it was not comfortable listening to the kind of past us, but I think it was important. And then I was there listening to like my past self awkwardly trying to like get out what my vision for the year was, which was the year of action. But I had this subheading, which I had totally forgotten about, totally, totally forgotten about. That was like, don't force it. Mm. And... I'm trying to explain what I mean on the episode. It's not very clear. Y'all were very patient to get through that <laughs> section. Thank you. Um, but what I, I think what I was, or I know what I meant was that I think sometimes we bunch together things that we have to do and things that we want to do. And sometimes we're trying really hard to make something happen that isn't just, it's just a bit forced. Yeah. And so I think like what I meant is that 
I just didn't want to do stuff that was forced. I just wanted to kind of meet my priorities. And if something just didn't kind of naturally happen or didn't kind of fall effortlessly, I was just going to disregard that. And I'm trying to explain that in episode 12. I'm not doing a very good job of it. And then I'd forgotten about it, probably because it wasn't very clear and concise. (laughs) But I like, it was so weird to hear that and hear like past me try to explain that because it's almost exactly what's happened this year. Like I've spent a lot of time with my family. I've been really focused on work. I've been really kind of honing in on what needs to happen and like kind of disregarding things that don't matter. And I think like this as almost like a ethos has been was enabled the year of action. And I didn't know how to explain that, but I knew in my brain what I meant. And I think it's been very <laughs> effective in this almost like shocking way where by like not trying to do everything and just focus on the main things and have the priorities in order, it's actually been like such a saddest like it's been like a year of growth for me I feel like in many ways and Mm. I did launch my website I did start an email list I have some like projects that I'm thinking about um I find it also easier like with work just to like sort through what matters what doesn't matter so when I actually listened back to episode 12 I was like wow like it's not necessarily always been the easiest thing because doing this also means you have to let stuff go that maybe you wanted like you didn't want to, but it just it just wasn't materializing. Yeah. And so it actually just became really emotional for me to listen to it. So yeah, this was my first year doing a theme of the year. And I am actually just kind of like struggling to find words because I think I really managed to achieve exactly what I wanted with it. That's amazing. I feel like I've seen it too from like the from the stands, like from like watching it through chatting with you in this podcast. And then just like, obviously we follow each other online and like actually engage with each other online a ton. Um, And just like seeing your blog come to life and like the three-part writing series get picked up in a bunch of places too. So it's like, it was shared on Twitter and then it was on IOYS and like the, yeah, you publishing your newsletter. I'm happy I was subscribed to that. I didn't know if I was or I wasn't. And then I saw that you were like, tweeting that it was happening and I I don't think I had time to subscribe between like when I saw that you were tweeting it and then I was like oh I am subscribed okay good cool all right we're good I am I just I was like very concerned about that and um but yeah it's like I feel like I've been from the sidelines like watching you achieve this and I definitely feel like you've you've nailed the year of action like it definitely feels like you did you did really well thank you and what surprised me is like it it feels like it's bigger than just like launching a website or it feels just also just with my life and with like the people in my life um one of my favorite examples is like i when i was throwing my birthday party i did like one in london and one in iceland because i'm that extra i know Um, (laughs) but like normally when i throw parties i like like check in with everyone i see who's coming are they bringing their partner like what situation and i kind of like push for it a little bit 
But as the listeners know, like I, I didn't have any time to do that this time. I was just so busy with work and I was busy with life. And then I had to go, uh, I went to America and my phone was stolen. So like I didn't even have my phone. And so I basically just kind of sent out invitations and just kind of hoped people would show up. And it was really special because it was amazing. Like obviously people showed up, but it was like my people. Yeah. And so that was like a really special moment as well, which is like not even related to work. It's just kind of, it was such a nice kind of way to just have all my people in one place or technically two places. I love that. Yeah, I'm glad I went first because yours was so much more happy and positive. I would have not <laughs> want to bring us down. <laughs> okay, but let's go straight into, we have a secret for the listeners. There was a secret theme mm-hmm. that we didn't talk about. Yeah, I think I may still have the secret footage where we talk about it on the podcast and I say I don't want us to like announce it ahead of time. Oh, really? I okay, if do. you have it, do like a little <laughs> do like a little flashback. Like do a little bit. <laughs> okay, so, so should we tell the listeners the theme for the podcast for the year? Is that something we want to share? Um... I almost don't want to like jinx it. That's fair. It can stay a secret forever. (laughs) And then if it goes well next year, I can share that Instagram tile that you've made a year in advance. Perfect. Oh, yeah. That's cute. I have that sitting on my desktop and I'm like, am I going to share? Am I not going to share? What's happening? I wasn't (laughs) sure if you would just like sneakily share it, but I appreciate actually the... Oh, this feels like it's very much between both of us, and I don't want to just share it. Yeah. Either with no context, which would be weird, or share it with context, and then you'd be like, oh, I don't want to jinx it, you know? Yeah. So, no, I'm happy to just keep that for next year then. I'm very excited. Yeah, but what I love, but what we can say if if I don't cut this out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely at this point, but we'll see. <laughs> is that what I like about a theme is that it's really broad and that... Yes. And I actually also, I think this is quite important to me. I feel like I don't think it needs to be a year exactly. I feel like I've been in this process I'm in with the, like with the year of action. I've been thinking about this for probably six months now. Yes. Yeah, you were saying like how you're so excited that this website is finally going to be live. But I also feel like we had a really similar conversation when we launched the podcast because you were asking if I had a side project and I didn't because like I just knew I wouldn't want to waste my effort on something I didn't believe in Mm. so I only took on a side project when there was one that I liked which was this podcast (laughs) but I but I just I just I don't like the half-heartedness of anything like if I'm doing something I just want to do it properly okay but just in case we didn't announce it in the secret footage that was just there our secret make work work theme of the year was do we want to do you want to say it you go (laughs) no you go you go i was like listening (laughs) oh okay you were listening it was smooth sailing smooth sailing the year of smooth sailing so i think this is really interesting because we were um like i was just reflecting on make work work and sort of like how how everything started off and we started in 2000 well this is a fun fact i got the domain in 2016 
That's crazy to me. And then we started working on it kind of more in 2017. And then we launched at the end of 2017. We sort of did our like three episode drop. Yeah. And I think that's all we did for 2017. That was the only episodes released in 2017. Those three. No, there must have been more. There must have been more. I think there were, I think there maybe was like one or two more. I'm going to quickly. Are you going to check? I'm going to quickly check just because I, okay. I have it open here anyway. Um, oh, perfect. No, we got in episode four. Goats are not known for speed or elegance. That's one of my favorite titles of all time. <laughs> On the 8th of December. One of my favorite titles of all time. <laughs> that was a pretty good title. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Amazing. So that one. That one happened. But so 2018 was really our first full year of doing the podcast because before we had just been planning. So 2018 was our first year of like getting the ball rolling and really seeing like what a full year of podcasting means with both of our schedules, both like travel and work schedules, plus all the time zone differences. Like 2018 was the first year of like, can we even make work work work? (laughs) work i don't know i'm trying like can we make it work essentially can we make make work 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 is what i was trying to say and (laughs) we did and then we had the conversation at the beginning of 2019 where we were both like we're really happy with this we obviously want to keep it going or maybe we had it at the end of 2018 but either way somewhere near like 2018 turning into 2019 we had that conversation and then we were like oh we should probably set some like real goals this year because this is now a thing like it was initially just sort of like a project let's see if we like it we both do really like it we love the response that we get from this like mm-hmm. amazing community of listeners honestly that's definitely what kind of keeps us oh for sure very passionate all the time like we just love everyone that listens to this show as a little shout out to everyone um and so yeah we had that conversation and we were sort of doing what should our theme be for make work work for the year and we decided on smooth sailing because it was kind of like we got the ball rolling But it was very rocky, and so we were just sort of focused on, like, how can we stabilize? How can we get more consistent with episode releases? How can we, like, get this process in the bag? Because we we were kind of – we jumped a lot all over the place in 2018. Like, I think there was a period of a couple months at one point where we didn't release an episode, and there was a lot going on. I feel like 2018 was, like, a proof concept almost. It was not just a proof concept if, like – or maybe on like two main axes it's like first does anyone care yeah because if no one cares we're not gonna put in the effort i feel like that is just it sounds obvious but i feel like you have to be really realistic with a project like this are you gonna put the effort in if no one cares but people really do care and what matters a lot to me is like they don't even care a little bit i feel like we've seen from a few different people that like make work work is like their favorite podcast which like that is one of my favorite feedback to get because I... I love that. That just means so much to me. But then I feel like, okay, that is one axis that it matters. But the second axis is also like, are we just able to do that? Like, we both have full-time jobs. Yeah. We both are busy with our own lives. Like, are we genuinely able and committed enough to set aside the time, do the production, recording, editing, releasing the episode, talking to the people on Twitter, like posting things on Instagram? Like, are we genuinely committed enough to actually do that? And I think like a whole year, you kind of need a whole year to kind of, because anyone can do something for like two or three months, but like a whole year. Yeah. And I feel like after 2018, that was like, we were both fully committed to each other and the podcast, but also to the listeners. And then I think 2019, we were like, okay this works (laughs) but some improvements (laughs) some improvements 
<laughs> we could do some things differently. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of where the smooth sailing came in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I have an example of guiding principles. Do you even remember these? No. I'm so glad you looked this up because <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Oh, I keep this in my make work work note on my laptop. So I have, we have a quote of the year. Do you remember our quote of the year? <laughs> I feel like I'm getting quizzed. I don't even remember writing this down. I don't know where <laughs> you're reading this from. <laughs> I have okay. no idea. No, I don't. It exists. Our quote of the year. You're going to be like, this was your quote. So you're going to be like, oh yeah. It was slow is smooth and smooth is fast. <gasps> That's a really good quote. I like that. Yes, well done, Happy. Well done, Happy. <laughs> well done, past Happy. <laughs> so that happened. So that was our quote, and then it was the year of smooth sailing. And then we have this is exactly what I mean when I say guiding principles. We have smooth sailing in 2019 is, and then we have a bunch of bullet points. Oh, so we're so smart. <laughs> So uh, we have like one podcast episode a month. And if one month for whatever reason doesn't work, then we need to make up for lost time. But we adjusted that in May in New York when we met up together. And then we wrote the goal is 10 episodes in 2019. Mm -hmm. And assuming this episode comes out in 2019, this would be our 10th episode. So that would be great. Um, We have another bullet point is release an episode on Thursday or Friday and then record the next episode the following Monday. This is a process that we've done a lot more this year and that has actually worked out really really yeah. well i feel like that, that i feel like that part has almost become a little bit sacred to me i love our monday yeah. recording slot yeah i don't like messing with we have done out of out of routine recordings but i would really rather not do that and i think you you agree entirely yeah i absolutely do that was why like today is a monday and we were actually thinking of moving it because of the aforementioned terrible morning that I was having but also just like the internet wasn't working and then luckily everything worked out but I was really pushing for even though I was like having a really bad morning I was still like I still think we should record like I don't think we should put another date in I just like give me some time here yeah um but yeah so that is very important to us the like Thursday or Friday release and then the like recording a couple days later just to stay on top of it yeah also it means like all the feedback is still fresh and we can actually reference like what the people are talking about based on that episode exactly exactly yeah yeah that's been very important to us and then one of our other guiding principles is smooth sailing means pacing out our posts on social media and then we have it doesn't have to be every day and this is because i think there's a part of me that's like you have to post every day like when you're doing a brand or a business but that's not that doesn't actually fit in with what we're trying to do with the podcast. So we don't post every day on like Instagram or on Twitter, but we like pace out our posts and make sure that we're posting. And then our last guiding principle was moving over to Anchor for smooth sailing, <laughs> which is for like the back end of things for anyone that's interested. We use anchor.fm to host the podcast and we used to use Libsyn. And so there was like a whole procedure at the beginning of this year, like moving the podcast from Libsyn over to Anchor. Yeah. Um, and I'm re- actually really happy. I don't think we did it until like February or March, but I'm really happy that we did that because their platform is beautiful. And we managed to meet up with their team when we were in New York yeah. in May too. And they're just like, an incredible group of people too so that's probably one of my highlights of the year just going to like the spotify offices to meet up with the anchor people in new york with you was like that was a cool thing that was very very cool and Mm -hmm. very fun Mm -hmm. so yeah wow so yeah i feel like this was 
I feel like I was just like a listener in this. I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I had like no idea what was coming. I don't even know where you found this. I'm glad you wrote it down because I, I don't. Oh my gosh. I remember us kind of planning the Euro smooth sailing. And my favorite thing is we have like a little boat emoji for a smooth sailing. Oh yeah. We just send each other this like boat emoji whenever things go right. Like when we're done like scheduling a recording session, we'll like both use like boat emojis. And we're just like, ooh, that was smooth sailing. So... Yeah, so how do you feel about the year of smooth sailing? I feel like we've done really well. Yeah, I feel like we've done really well for... Because I feel like we've been more consistent than last year. Yes, we were a lot more consistent. With, like, a lot more time constraints. Mm-hmm. And even, like, almost, like, bigger topics sometimes on the episodes as well. But, yeah, I feel like I feel like we've also both been, like, patient with each other's situation, but still kind of kept the yeah. schedule. Which I think is, like... The, the quote of the year, the, what is it? Smoothest, the slowest smooth and smoothest fast. Yes. This quote, actually, I actually love this quote. This comes from, um, I think, the Navy SEALs or something. Oh, cool. I'm probably going to get myself into trouble because Haley knows more about this world than I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is how I heard it. Maybe maybe they, they somebody lied to me. on the Maybe somebody lied I, to I, me. Don't, I don't think so because I think this is like a real thing where, like, if you're under a lot of pressure, like if you're like, I don't know what Navy SEALs do, something very difficult and like outside and it's raining and it's super cold and they are like in mud. That's exactly what I'm picturing. That's exactly what I'm picturing. That, that's just kind of what I'm imagining. Um, the kind of urgency of the situation pushes you to like want to be fast. Yeah. But when you're fast, you make mistakes. And that actually doesn't make you fast. It just makes you have to redo stuff that you like you're just messing up now. And that is like costing everyone a lot of time. And so instead, what you should do is you should be slow because then you're not making any mistakes. So the process is like really smooth. Yeah. And by having a smooth process, you actually are fast. And so that's how it is. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Yes. I like it a lot. Which I think actually does kind of sum up our year. We've like done more episodes, but I feel like we've also been more kind of had more integrity with the process. We've had a lot more integrity with the process. I really like our recording schedule. And then we also, that in-person check-in in May, we actually sat down. I think we talked about it on, this uh, podcast, on the podcast. Like we sat down in this like really charming, two really charming, like a cafe. So cute. And then that little little like bar cafe sort of the section. Harry Potter inspired. It was very Harry Potter-esque. Under a train track. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. And I feel like we sorted a lot out and we just do things differently on our back end in our show notes now too. Mm-hmm just in terms of preparing for the podcast episode. So yeah, I I think it has been, I think it has been really, really smooth. I have a couple of stats too. Ooh, are we gonna do, okay, so before we get stats, I feel like I just wanna kind of share this because um, I obviously don't work with Haley on her job. <laughs> <laughs> we only work on this together. We don't work on like, work things which is funny because it's make work work i'm sorry (laughs) yeah but i feel like through Haley's work i've been exposed a lot to the idea of transparency and what that can look like which i feel like there's always a difference to seeing something or like the idea of something or something in abstract or in theory and i feel like the idea of transparency can be quite romantic and like sounds cool but i feel like it's quite different like okay what does that actually look like 
and I love having been kind of like on the sidelines watching what uh, your company does with it. And actually recently I was a part of something where the company was really committed to transparency and I ended up having a conversation with the founder about it, which was really, really interesting. And I was saying how I feel like I've learned so much from like seeing how your company does it all. That's awesome. So when we were talking about the podcast back in whatever day, I think we just decided we're just gonna have the podcast just kind of transparent, right? Yeah, and I don't know if people I don't know if people know this because we're not like aggressive about it, but we did, and I'll link to this in the show notes. We did post on Medium at our one year mark, oh, yeah. at our one year of podcasting mark, which was last October. We posted a Medium article with like all of our stats and just sort of like reflections on the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't do that this year, obviously, because you would have heard about it on the show. Mm-hmm. But um, but I feel like it's fine to do it at the end of the year. Like I feel like that's yeah. really fine. Wait, do you? Yes. I'm, I'm suddenly just concerned. Do you think everybody knows what transparency means? And oh, that's a good idea. Do you want to? I feel like you're you're the PR person, Haley. <laughs> I'm the PR person. Well, everyone has a different level of transparency, but transparency essentially just means like sharing internal information externally. When in this context, like so, for the company that I work for, for example, and I'll send a link. Like if anyone's interested, um, we I think we have an entire page where we just like here are all the things we have that are transparent. So like our salaries are transparent, which is the big one. Our revenue is transparent, which is very uncommon for companies that make the amount of revenue that we make um and then like our equity breakdown is transparent our salary formula is transparent like a lot of our company is transparent and these are all internal processes that usually you wouldn't know if you didn't work not even if you didn't work at the company like if you didn't work on the hr team or what we call our people team or even just like c-level like i feel like exactly yeah. yeah you usually would not know this information we've had a lot of people come up to us and like especially the ceo and say like i know more about your company than i do about the company that i work for yeah which is just a byproduct I feel of it. there's like two things that like really stand out for me and like one is that like your ceo just every month shares the screenshot of like the spreadsheet yeah i say the spreadsheet because like my friend who's like raised a lot of money says there's literally just one spreadsheet you'd need like monthly revenue blah blah there's like a few different numbers who are like the, that are like the key business numbers and there's literally just like that is shared on twitter every month and then I feel like there's also like another element of transparency that is maybe not as obvious as the salary one, which is like also just a lot of writing about even things that aren't necessarily super easy or flattering. Yeah. Like when, what was it, like co-founder left or something and this year wrote about like, that wasn't easy, here's how we handled it, blah, blah, blah. So it's not even necessarily being like, oh, look how big we are, we have money in the bank. It's also like, here's something that's been difficult for us or here's something that where and like the gender inequality one is interesting it's like oh we found we have some gender imbalance here's how we're thinking about it whatever so it's not just here's all the good things about us it's just yeah genuinely transparency in a way of being like whatever is happening but just out in the open kind of thing yeah yeah so there's so there's that which is um it's really nice so i love working there and i love this level of transparency but so i guess for us at Make Work Work, we've shared, so if you read the Medium post, and I will link to it on our at our one-year anniversary, I guess, we shared <laughs> sort of like, we shared how many episodes we'd released up until then, like in the last year. We shared our number of like Instagram posts and tweets, which I find really cute. Um, <laughs> we shared our number of listens, and then we shared our number of Slack messages, Aww. which is really cute. 
but then we didn't do that at the two-year episode. But I think that it's nice to kind of do like a reflection of 2019. So that's like another year, but it's not a continuous year from when we posted the last one. Yeah, I feel like that. this is also like a more natural point. I feel like it's fine to do it like after one year. But then I think it's more natural to have it like at the end of the year after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Wait, should we say like, but why, why, why did we decide to do the podcast transparent? Oh, yeah. Well, you, you can share a bit more. I, I feel like, <laughs> I don't really know. We do. Oh. <laughs> it just kind of came up and we were like, oh, that's kind of my perspective. I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I think one of the reasons for me that I love sharing this kind of stuff transparently is if we have other people who are listening who want to start podcasts or. Yeah. Or just, like, just to not hide things. Just because, like, being transparent, in my opinion, in situations like this, like, makes everyone better. It sets, like, really realistic expectations. And especially in podcasting, very, very, very few people share their numbers. This is actually something that I'm really fascinated by. And I maybe one day there will be a blog post because um, Buffer, like, we've shared our numbers at work for, like, the different podcasts that we have and how many listens that they get. But a lot of people don't. And it's very different if you think of, another type of creators platform like YouTube where you can just see you can just see how many subscribers someone has or how many people have viewed a video or like on Instagram you can see how many people follow someone yeah and you can't see that with podcasting you can see how many five star or how many reviews they have on iTunes and you can see how many followers they have on social media but you actually don't ever really know how many yeah listens they have unless they share it and so I also just think that there's this level of like ooh, secrets of, like, podcast listeners and numbers that I'm just not a fan of. Like, I'm a fan yeah. of sharing this kind of stuff. I also just think that, like, way back, I thought, because I was naive, that there would be, like, a consistent relationship between any kind of engagement numbers or just any kind of numbers. So, like, but there just isn't one. Like, some people have not that many Instagram followers, but almost every single one of them likes every single post. Or... Some people have like millions of Instagram followers, but almost not. You know what I mean? So that like there isn't a set relationship between yeah, kind of a size of podcast versus kind of like you can't just go to somebody's Twitter profile and kind of extrapolate how many listens a podcast gets from that. Like there is just no relationship. And I feel like suddenly I, everyone knows this now, but like everyone has a podcast now. And in my co-working space, suddenly everyone wants to talk to me about podcasting all the time. And whenever it comes up and I say that like you and I just really love the kind of community side of it and like the branding side of it and from day one we had the logo and we had an Instagram account we had a Twitter account we had the domain like a year before we even had a podcast yeah and a lot of people are actually quite shocked by that and so I think like a lot of podcasts don't even have a Twitter account so yeah anyway I just wanted to throw that in there yeah and I also think a lot of people start podcasts which with a lot less thought than we do and that's just that's that's not even a criticism of other people that's just because we tend to overthink things <laughs> I also just think like you and I both just love marketing and like that yeah. side of it so for us it was almost just like an exercise and like let's build a brand how does that look so I feel like a lot of people are not interested in that which doesn't detract from the quality of the podcast it's just like not what they care about which is something yeah. we both really care about so yeah I think that also kind of explains maybe some differences yeah yeah okay should we share a couple of numbers yeah well you're the you're the 
you're the one with all the numbers. I have all the numbers. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like we're to be inclusive, but like it's just me. Um, <laughs> this is a little different from the last one that we did. So I just pulled up like a couple of fun numbers. But if there's anything you want to hear that we didn't talk about. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just ask Please tweet us. Haley. <laughs> yeah. Or like, Happy, if you think that I forgot something that I can pull up really easily, let me know. Okay, but, cool. Um, the first one, because I just did these in order of like smallest number to largest number. So mm-hmm. everyone knows this, but I just want to shout out that we had one collaboration. Yay. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> so that's exciting with ILYS. And um, yeah. Go to ILYS.com. <laughs> so we did that. I put nine platforms because we are now available on nine different platforms. Ooh. Do we get a list? Oh, let me pull it up. I don't even know. Yes. I don't know. I don't remember when we were on Spotify. I don't remember if that's a new one or i think that was probably like halfway through the year were we on spotify when we went to see anchor yes oh so it was like early in the year then so it was early in the year okay um it's okay apple podcasts breaker google podcasts overcast pocket casts podbean radio public and spotify those are the nine okay those are the nine okay so there's that so we're on nine platforms um the next number is 10 because this will be our 10th episode this year yay um for listens for this for just this year for 2019 so far we have had 1776 downloads and listens oh yeah that's actually quite a lot so that's exciting yeah well that kind of feeds into the next number i have is just all-time listens Mm -hmm. and all-time listens for us is 3869 Ooh, yeah and then just a fun one because i included this so in our first ever blog post that we wrote um i wrote that in one year we had 13,282 slack messages (laughs) and i can't figure out how to get it because we don't pay for the slack we're just on the free version of slack so i can't i I don't think i can get only this year's but all time we are now at 24,752 slack messages (laughs) that is so fun so there's that (laughs) yeah i i can see how that accumulates (laughs) yeah yeah did i miss anything well i I feel like you could have said it was our third year. It is our third year. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you did a pretty good job. Um, I'll add third year just in case we want to turn this into a social post one day. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. You can see how these happen, people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't know. We're at 827 tweets total. And then we're at 189 Instagram posts. So those are some other random ones. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. That's pretty good. I feel like I don't have the thing. This is the thing about transparency that I do find interesting because I would love to have maybe like a similar podcast that I would be like, hey, how are you guys finding it? And what's the kind of comparable situation with you? But I don't know about any. any. Yeah. I feel like I either know people who have just started and don't even have any episodes out yet. Yeah. And then I feel like I know like some huge players that are like, releasing weekly and are basically just like a podcast production operation which is like not quite yeah. where we are so i even tried i don't know if the listeners care about this but like we are in a like uh podcasting slack group whatever and i tried asking people for numbers just for like kind of curiosity slash transparency and this whole big conversation mm-hmm. came that was like you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people and any number is good just love yourself whatever i was like wow that is not the conversation i wanted to have but like yeah i mean i get it you don't need to compare yourself but also we were just interested in like yeah that was not the kind of like what does it look like at the industry <laughs> level for? i was like oh, yeah hey. i thought this was like 
no, but so anyway, so take from it what you will. But yeah, I guess thank you to all the people who have been listening. Um, it's slowly, slowly adding up. Yay. Yeah, I want to mention too, we we shared our 1,000 listens milestone in May of 2018. Okay. So now we're approaching 4,000 listens. We want 5,000. <laughs> next year. Well, okay. Well, yes. That That's will be next big milestone. a next big milestone. But yeah, it kind of looks like in 2019 because we are recording this early December. And I don't know. This isn't a spoiler because by the time this will be out, there should be two other episodes out. So like we're recording this. Episode 20 isn't out and this is episode 21. Mm-hmm. So there should be two others, which I think would push us over 4,000. Over 4,000. So. Yeah. So hopefully we'll hit 5,000 like early next year. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe no one will care anymore. <laughs> we'll see. Well, this is the problem. Is like we don't really we don't we don't really know who to compare ourselves to. Not that we are, but like we just no. don't know what the standards are. And like my experience with podcasting too was at a company level. Like it was a business podcasting, so we had a way larger existing audience and a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. And like that podcast is at like two million listens now. So it's like obviously that's just not even the realm. That's not oh. even the same realm. Like that's not we're not that's not where we're at no also i just want to say because i feel like this is like when i'm having the conversation with my co-working space like we haven't done any advertising or anything paid oh no yeah this is all organic and i'm actually for me like if i can do like a personal make work work reflection like i feel like i am so proud that we're like like five thousand is like our next milestone we're obviously not there but i feel like we're not super far like that's like our next achievable milestone and it's all organic. We've produced it all ourselves. I know Jan obviously helps us with like mixing up the audio, but like we, it's just ours. Like we did that. We've never paid, we've never even paid a Facebook post on Facebook. Yeah. Like we've, there's no paid. Everything is just organic. And when we get feedback like this is our favorite podcast, I can't believe our, like my favorite podcast shout us out. Like we, the quality of the feedback when people literally as soon as the episode's out, people are like, oh, my commute home is sorted. Like <laughs> that kind of feedback to me, like that, that to me says a lot more than the exact number because like you can pay for reach if you want, but you can't pay for like people to care in that way. Yeah. So it does not go unnoticed. Um, so we are very grateful that people are listening and people do care. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm very I'm very happy with it too. I think there there was no part of me that was like we're going to immediately turn this into a 2 million <laughs> like that's no. And they're also okay, this is actually funny. I don't know if you remember this Happy. We were walking around Toronto when you were visiting me. There was like mm-hmm. one time that Habby visited me in Toronto where we got a lot of branding work done and we spent a lot of time at like a cafe working on make work work and we were like spent our evening setting up the website which we got made fun of for <laughs> by some people that you know after that happened. And then <laughs> But I don't know if you remember, we were like walking around and of course my only experience at this point was on like a work podcast. And I was like, so should we make this a weekly thing? And you were like, <laughs> no, like you like really heavily shut that down. Like you were like, that is not in my capacity. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, huh, I don't know. I feel like weekly is the way to go. But like, I I didn't even know any alternatives. I'm obviously, we would not be able to do weekly. Please don't at us about us becoming a weekly podcast we're like we're like doing our best to be a monthly podcast okay please don't talk to us about being a weekly podcast but yeah anyways i think it's really funny that like three years ago Haley was like we should totally do weekly (laughs) yeah no i i love the optimism that's definitely the optimism yeah there was a lot of optimism but also even like 
without the editing, like I still don't think we would be able to do weekly because no, there's just it's it's one of these things. I'm sure anyone who has a website or even anyone do, that just has like a Twitter account is where like can relate to this. It's just like there's just like a bunch of little stuff all the time that you're like, oh yeah. wait, oh let me quickly do this. Oh wait, ah, and so even without the editing which is like the most time consuming part there's just still way more than would be possible for a weekly <laughs> like a weekly is so many yeah <laughs> weekly is so many yeah we need time for it to simmer we need like feedback we need mm-hmm. yeah we need to like live our lives also because that's where we figure stuff out and then we share it with each other yeah exactly and yeah also i feel like that i feel like okay this is in my Twitter draft at the moment, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I feel like there should be kind of genres of podcasting that are not based on topic, but based on, like, style. Yes, like the format. Yeah, because I feel like just to compare it to, like, your work podcast, that, what was it, like, 20-minute episodes? Oh, like, not even. We were always aiming for, like, 15-minute episodes. And 15-minute episodes. they were scripted. And this is, like... Not something that we've been, that we hide. Like, we've mentioned it a couple times um, on the other podcast. But, like, that podcast was scripted because we were trying to get as much information as possible into the 15 minutes. Yeah, and I feel like that totally makes sense for the for the content because you're kind of aiming it at professionals who just want to stay up to date on, like, marketing news, whatever. And so it's like, here's my update, done, 15 minutes, done. Our podcast, like, we're not even competing on that. Like... We don't even pretend. We're, yeah, to- we're not scripted at all, just as an FYI. <laughs> yeah, so, but I feel like that is just a, such a different format. And sometimes I feel like yeah, I, as like a listener, I'm like, oh, I just want something that is like more conversational. And it's really hard to find. You basically just have to try them and see which one fits like the format. Because then you also have the kind of more like old time radio style, like the NPR radio shows or even like the BBC radio shows, which is like, also just like an entirely different thing yeah there are a lot of interview shows out there interview format is very popular yeah so yeah i find that interesting i I think this is the fun of podcasting it's still a little bit like the wild west and (laughs) (laughs) like apple still doesn't even know how to sort it into formats like (laughs) it's true yeah that's not a thing yet (laughs) that's where we are with formats yeah it's not a thing yet yeah no, yeah. So I feel like it's been it's been a really good year of make work working. Yeah. Smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is fun. Okay, but we want to keep the fun going. Sorry. Keep the fun going. I feel like one of my favorite, favorite things about the kind of end of year, beginning of the new year is end of year favorites. End of year favorites looking back on 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Happy had this genius idea. <laughs> Our tagline on social and like actually everywhere is tech, travel, and books. We mentioned that like we're a podcast about tech, travel, and books. And we joked a couple episodes that our unofficial tagline is dark and funny, but like it's not. Like it's it's tech, tech travel, and books is like our real tagline. I know that we like joked about the other one, but that's our real tagline. So um, I love this idea, Happy. So Happy said we should do our favorite piece of tech, our favorite like travel thing or tip, and then our favorite book from 2019. And before she said that, I was like, let's do all our top favorite books from 2019. And she was like, no, like <laughs> that would just be, to be fair, you tried, you were like, I've been thinking about this forever, but yeah, if we did all of our favorite books from 2019, it would be a lot. 
Yeah. Oh, so this is more fun. This is more fun. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Okay. Um. Wow. I suddenly I'm like, oh, did I suggest this? Wait. Did I don't know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I was like making my list on my phone over lunch while like walking the dogs and stuff. And I was like trying to figure out what my list was going to be. But yeah. This literally came up like. 40 minutes before we started recording and I was still at the office. I had to like rush yeah. home, try to get some dinner, which didn't happen, hence the smoothie. Um, <laughs> try to get my thoughts in order. And then I was like, favorite tack, favorite tack, favorite tack. Um, okay, I have... Okay, wait, how do I you say do you this? have two, I swear. <laughs> You're going to no. have two for all of them, aren't you? No, 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 no. Okay, Maybe. okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Wait, why don't I ask you first and then okay. I can do mine. Okay. Okay. So Haley, do you have a favorite app process, something that would fall into the broad category of tech that is like your top or favorite or kind of like takeaway for from 2019? Yes, I do. So mine is not an app or a process, surprisingly. I feel like I wasn't in a mode of discovery this last year. I wasn't like... Let me try. So Notion is an example. Like everyone's using Notion, and I, I didn't even attempt. I didn't even. I didn't even. I was like, I am not in the space to be t- trying Notion. So my only tech thing, like I was like racking my brain, and I was like, did I even make any changes in 2019? But I did. I made a massive change. I got a second monitor. So I oh. used to work only from my laptop, and then it's on a stand, and then I have like the magic pad wait the trackpad the trackpad and the external like keyboard so my laptop is elevated and then I have the keyboard and the trackpad but what I added this year and I got this early on in the year is an LG monitor and it is the LG 25 inch ultra wide monitor and I was really hesitant because I was like this seems like a huge monitor it's going to take over my desk I I'm going to hate it and Everything is different now. I love the monitor so much. I have so much more space to work. I can like pull multiple pages up at once next to each other. The first time I ever used it to like do expenses for work, I was like, oh, I just did expenses so much more quickly. Like that's so exciting. So it's like, I don't know. I Now I struggle when I'm traveling and I only have my laptop. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I had the extra monitor. And I know there are like setups where you can do that. But yeah, that's my tech piece. Do you... Can I ask you a question? Because I feel like um, when I work from like our office, I have a monitor, but I don't have one in my co-working space. Do you have it like laptop straight on, monitor to the side or monitor straight on and laptop in front or like... Oh, good question. How do you do it? Monitor straight on and laptop to the left is the way that I do it. Okay. So my laptop is like on a stand to the left and the monitor is like right in front of me. So like you're working off the monitor as your main screen and then do you have like chats and stuff in the laptop or how do you kind of like split that? Yeah, I do. I tend to have Slack over there. So if anything pops up, I can see it. And then what I usually try to do is full screen my to-do list on the laptop. So then I'm just like, I have my to-do list. So if I look off to the side because I'm, procrastinating and I'm like what else can I do like I look off to the side and it's like back to your to-do list like you need to focus (laughs) this is like a little insight into how I work I love that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's it's been it's been a game changer for me and honestly you have no idea how hesitant I was I was super 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 hesitant like I was 
I was like, this is going to be too big for me. I don't want to do this. And it was, um, my husband was the one who was like, you should get a monitor. And I think he wanted me to get it so that he could steal it for gaming on weekends. <laughs> That's the the real, but he did a bunch of research and he was like, this is the best one for you. And uh, it did end up being the best one for me. So I was really happy with it. Yeah. No, I think he's smart. He, you should listen to him. I feel like. I'm never going to let him listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just, just cut that. I'll cut that out. I'll just you'll cut. That. Okay, thanks. You. Just make us a loop, and <laughs> your your partner will make that like your ringtone when he calls. <laughs> mm, no, 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 no. I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> but I think also like when the reality of the situation is like you work from home. Yeah. You, it's it's worth. I feel like I've been super conscious recently on like um, what's it called like RSI and stuff and like how you yeah. use your body and how you posture yourself and all that kind of thing so yeah. I think it's smart it's just better for your posture and it's more screen real estate and even though it looks kind of ugly which I'm guessing it kind of does because they all just kind of don't look that great yeah there's a lot of wires everywhere but it's just I do my best though yeah it's just better that was part of it the like type three in me was very image conscious and I was like my desk won't look as pretty like that was like a genuine concern I swear to god I <laughs> I could hear that voice that you probably didn't want to be public be like but it's ugly <laughs> but it's ugly yeah no that's that's exactly no and we just like moved into a new house and everything was like he was like can I put this here and I was like it doesn't look right and he was like I don't care how it looks it's functional and I was like no it has to look right so anyways that's just like an insight into how I set things up into my home but yeah that's how I set this up so what is your tech thing so um I'm trying to find a way to like not break the rules um Mm -hmm. I would say probably or I would just say hands down spark the email client oh yeah you talked about that last time I, that, so this is my kind of workarounds because I'm like I already talked about it last time it but oh my gosh it definitely does get the kind of award of the year for me because it changed my approach to email it means even if I have too many emails I still get those high impact email or whatever you want to call it, like the emails that actually matter um like I still get those through and so stress levels are just like they're basically down to zero when it comes to email because I just get all the emails that I need to get. And even if some newsletters or whatever are piling up, it doesn't really matter. So I think Spark wins the award, but because I don't want (laughs) to be like repeat content and I already sent this to you and you were excited about it and it super fits in with your screen conversation. I bought this laptop stand off Kickstarter. Um, It's called Moft, M-O-F-T. And I still work from a co-working space. I don't have a, a monitor set up there. So I'm still like carrying my laptop to and from my work and that kind of thing. But this moth stand is literally like the width of a, like a coin. Like it's super thin and you glue it to your laptop, like the back of, not the back oh. where like the Apple logo is, but like the, the bottom. bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not think this worked. (laughs) It was like $19 on Kickstarter. And I have like such a soft spot for everything that's like on Kickstarter because I know they're working super hard to try to make something happen that is like basically just like an idea. So it was in my, I have in my OmniFocus like a shopping folder and it kept popping up. I kept seeing it again and I was like, you know what, it's $19. I'm just going to buy it. And then I had it in my bag for like another four months because I was like, I don't want to glue this to my computer. Like that's kind of gross. Um, but it's great 
it's super great and if you're if you're a person and i've seen like i've been following their uh brand and their company since and they seem to be really taking off i think they're available on amazon now so they're clearly like successful you can buy it in the color of your computer so like it doesn't have to clash oh cool so basically kind of becomes invisible like you don't really see it um and you can take it off and put it back on if for whatever reason you don't want it on but like since i got it i always have so basically it's like a foldy flappy thing and you're not going to think it's strong enough but it is strong enough and you can fold it in a certain way so the kind of back part of your computer is elevated but you can still type so you don't need like a keyboard and a trackpad and a stand and all those kind of things it's just that little thing you glue to the bottom of the computer yeah does that make sense yeah well i had to google it because i had no when you said foldy flappy thing it just i didn't know what you meant but i just looked it up and yes it makes sense (laughs) yeah so it's like basically almost like a cardin or something you glue to the bottom of your computer and then you kind of fold it in a certain way and it like elevates the kind of back part of your computer so it's at an angle now so basically it just raises your screen by still allowing you to type yeah. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those like original iPad covers that are magnetic yeah. where you like roll them up and then you can have like different versions of putting your iPad up. So kind of, I mean, that's not how that one works, but it kind of has the same vibe. Yeah. It's like in that family. Exactly. So it's like a, f- can be flat, but it also becomes like a stand. You can kind of like lean the device against. Um, yeah. That is super cool. Yeah, and I just got it because I, like, you know, wanted to support some Kickstarter campaign. But I really like it. And now I'm like, if my computer is not raised, I just immediately erase it. (laughs) So, and when it's all the way down, I'm like, oh, I hate, like, what it does to my posture. So I can definitely recommend um, it. And we'll find a link for the show notes. Yeah, this is so cool. I see what you mean, too, about the color matching your laptop and it's just like i would be really hesitant to stick something to my laptop as well oh so God. i totally understand where you're going with that it took me like four months i was like mm, do I yeah do this? yeah that doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no that's amazing but it looks like it looks really looks really good this is by the way like my process with everything i'm like i buy like a jacket that is really nice and then i'm like mm, i don't know what i think and then like the, f- the following winter i wear it <laughs> like i oh do my this gosh. with almost everything <laughs> i like i like heavily research something and then i'm like mm, maybe i should just buy this and then it still takes me months to like introduce it into my life <laughs> but then what i do i'm like oh this is great i'm like yeah <laughs> You are very particular about your processes. You have really particular processes and it's important for you to like, (laughs) you know, consider before you edit them. I don't even know why. (laughs) I don't even know why this is a thing. If anyone relates to this, please, you know, make me feel not so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That was tech. That was tech. Travel. Travel. Okay. This was a strange year of travel for me. I did mm-hmm. fly places okay. a bit, but I, I didn't do any oh. like long, long trips. You were mainly driving. Exactly. I was in the car a lot. Like we drove from Colorado to the East Coast multiple times, multiple, multiple times. Have you done like a, how many miles you drove this year? Oh gosh, no, but that's an interesting one. That would be cool. It would be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I should look into that. Yeah. So that's, so I did a lot of driving in the car. So I was thinking of like, hmm, my travel has been a little different because 
you know, you can do things and have things in the car that you can't have on airplanes. And so I was like very focused on like stretchy pants and like travel socks and like audio. We played audiobooks and we like listened to Harry Potter in the car. Um, but reflecting on it, there is like one part of my process that is new that I really love. And it's actually a product and I got it for free through work. <laughs> but now I don't know why I didn't buy one for myself previously, but it's the Yeti Rambler Tumbler. These like it's like a big container. I have no that you, idea what you're talking about. Oh, let me see if I can send you a link. It's like you you can put your tea in it. I've actually posted it on my Instagram stories before. So I feel like you're going to see it and you're going to be like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, okay. But you can explain it as well. Yeah. So it's it's just a – it's a tumbler. Oh, gosh. It's like a portable cup that you can – I'm doing a terrible job of describing this because I wasn't <laughs> expecting to have I, to describe tell it. Tell me what to type into Google. Here. I just pasted it in our show notes doc. Oh, in the show notes docs. I was like, I don't have Slack open. <laughs> I don't have Slack open. No, I put it in the show notes doc for you. So okay. it's like this tumbler. This is this oh. essentially like a to-go cup for hot beverages or cold okay. beverages with a really wide top. And then it has like a slide for the mouth. Okay. It, and it's essentially just like a... I guess just like what am I trying to say to go cup that's not the word I'm what, looking for t- tell me tell me what's the game changer part because from the link you sent me this looks like a to go cup it is it is essentially a to go cup but the difference for me is that I've never had a high quality one before so this one is oh. really high quality okay and it's amazing and then the travel thing that I've been doing more of is especially because I never had this issue when I was flying because when you're flying you're in airports and airports have Starbucks in them and then oh. Starbucks has all the tea that you want and I don't drink coffee I don't think we've ever talked about this but it um maybe it's come up but so I only drink tea but when you're driving across the U.S. as many times as I am and you're in small towns there's actually not a Starbucks everywhere which makes me really sad if we would pass it if we would be driving and then the Starbucks was like one stop behind us we would not turn around and the next Mm. Starbucks maybe might not be for like hours so what I started doing is I had this Yeti tumbler and then I also had I bring my own tea with me when I travel because I also I don't drink like the Lipton hot tea that is like the normal tea that everyone drinks. Like I'm very particular about the kind of tea that I drink and I have like my caffeinated teas and my decaffeinated teas that I bring for like different times of the day. So anyways, my big like travel thing this year was just making sure that I had the tumbler that I love and bringing my own tea. And then that way, no matter where we are, someone would have hot water and I could just be like, Aww. please fill this with hot water for me. And then that I would put my super smart. own tea into it. Yeah. And so like if I wanted to start my day with Earl Grey or Lady Grey, I could. And then if I wanted like mint tea later on in the day or like chamomile before going to sleep. And then even in hotels, like even if yeah. we stayed overnight in a little hotel, like usually they don't have good tea. They have really low quality tea, but they always have like a kettle or like something where you can heat up water and then I can just make my own tea. And tea is such an important part of my morning routine and I didn't really know this about myself until I didn't have access to it. And then I was like, oh, this is not great. So anyways, my travel thing is I travel with my own tea and I bring this like beautiful Yeti oh. tumbler and then I love having it with oh me. God. I feel like, okay, I feel like there's a little story in here for our listeners because I've come around, if you remember, I don't know, you probably remember, but Haley came to stay with me in London. What was it? Four years ago? Oh, gosh. Three it's been a ago? while i think through last time i was with you i stayed with you in london was three years ago um and you were like sick something that was yeah that was 2016 yeah so that is almost four years ago it was a long time ago i think we didn't yeah, even have a podcast a at the time no we didn't and 
yeah, I was working from like a different, anyway. So um, I actually <laughs> remember giving Haley some grief because she had a little um, container or like whatever of her own tea. And I was just kind of <laughs> like, what do you don't think I have tea for you? And I almost like took offense to it. But I think that is also because like um, Icelandic people, like my culture is very kind of hospitable. Mm-hmm. So it's very kind of like hosting is like a really big part of our culture. So like for me, that somebody would be like, oh, she probably doesn't have tea or she just has some like not fancy enough teas. I was like almost like personally offended. I was like, please drink my tea. <laughs> but... I feel like I've grown as a person since then. Oh my gosh. Because now I feel like I've totally come around to your way because, yeah, like most people drink tea that I don't like. I prefer Mm -hmm. like Earl Grey to like the kind of traditional tea. And even that sometimes is hard to find. And then especially when you put something like not in a major metropolitan city. Yeah. no one, especially in America, no one cares about your fancy tea needs. <laughs> like, no. And if anything in the U.S., the thing that I've found is when you ask for tea, they think that you mean sweet tea. Oh, yeah. In a lot of places. Yeah. For people who are not American, that is like cold. So it's like cold. It's like iced tea with a lot of sugar in it. Oftentimes, especially in the South, it's that's where we drive through. It's basically just like a soda. Like, it's not soda. It's but not it- carbonated. But yes. It's just sugar, water. It's like a lot of sugar. And caffeine. Yeah. Not the tea we're talking about. We're just talking about normal tea. Except slightly fancier. Yeah. <laughs> normal hot tea. Well, to me, like, the, the thing is, yeah, so I bring my own tea everywhere. And I totally didn't know that I offended you by doing this. I think it was because what? You didn't I... really offend me. I just remember I was like, what? You brought your own tea? And you were like, oh. <laughs> and, and then I was like, wait, maybe I was a bit, like, too harsh. <laughs> I just, I am really particular. And also, I I mean, I don't know. There are just not a lot of tea drinkers. Obviously, in London, there are a lot of tea drinkers. So I probably should have known that I was fine. Like, in, in the UK, I tend to but, but I feel like I've totally, I feel like I, so, okay, so this is actually super related to just the last thing that happened. Because I have come around to your way of thinking, of being like, hmm, maybe I should just, especially because... I feel like I'd rather have tea than bad coffee. Yeah, I can see that. And a lot of places just have bad coffee. Like, I I appreciate, like, a good cup of coffee. But if that's not available, I'd rather have tea. But even here in England, like, the traditional tea is, like, normal tea with milk, which is not what I want. I prefer, like, an Earl Grey lemon tea or something like that. So I am, like, too... I just pay... I don't know why I'm picky about everything. But (laughs) I've come around to be, like, okay, actually, traveling with your own teas totally makes sense. Yeah. But... I don't have a container or a bag or an appropriate solution on that front. Mm-hmm. So I have scoured Amazon for probably like the last 18 months. Oh my gosh. Finding like an acceptable solution to me, which obviously has not happened because I, uh, this is still in process. And even to the point where I would actually love to have a decaffeinated tea at work in my co-working space at like three or four. And I still haven't figured out like, what am I just going to have the tea in my bag? <laughs> like, <laughs> so... Um, actually, I could use some tips on the... I, I feel like you're overthinking it. I think I just... <laughs> I throw some of my favorite teas into a plastic bag. Okay. And then it's just it's just like a sandwich bag. And then I usually take... So I specifically drink either Earl Grey or Lady Grey. It depends on the time of year and how I'm feeling. 
I'll either have Earl Grey or Lady Grey. Lady Grey is just like a slightly sweeter version of Earl Grey for anyone who doesn't know. I love Lady Grey as well. I love Lady Grey. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a good tea. And so I'll have that in the morning. And then I will usually have like a mint tea in the afternoon. And if I'm going to have a tea before bed, it'll be chamomile. And then if I'm going to have a second caffeinated tea, it's probably either, it's probably a green tea. And I, but I specifically like green tea with jasmine. Mm, okay. So it's, it's all very specific. So what I end up doing is if I know I'm traveling for multiple days and I know I won't have access to tea, like for sure, for sure won't have access to tea. I bring a lot mm-hmm. because I want to bring one for every day just to make sure that I have everything that I want. And I'm never like looking, needing tea and just like I have all of it at home. Why don't I just bring some? Um, but usually I just have like a couple of emergency packs in my bag in case I don't have time. I think the reason for me that the Yeti is such a game changer is that I've always like I've almost always traveled with my own tea, but then you're relying on other people's cups and so sometimes they'll give the, you these like really terrible tiny styrofoam cups with like really unfortunate oh. lids and then they don't keep it warm or it's like not enough. Like it's not enough tea for me. Like I drink like a cup of tea, like a big cup of tea, like a, a whole thing every day. So the tumbler, like the it's the 20 ounce that I have is like actually quite large. And so that's the other thing is if I'm just asking for hot water, like they'll fill it and then I can steep it for as long as I want and then we're good. But I was drinking tea from like – all of these random to-go cups, which is also just, like, not environmentally friendly. But also, it was, like, it just wasn't the right container, and it would lose all its heat really quickly. So that's why the Yeti is, like, my game changer for travel this year. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I went into saying this, and I felt like this isn't very cool. But I do have a lot of reasons for why this is my travel thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm worried that, like, all the listeners are going to be like, why are they so picky about everything? But anyway. <laughs> Why are they so picky about everything? Well, Uh, again, we're just really particular people. Oh, God. (laughs) What? Okay, what is your travel thing? Is it, like, way cooler than mine? (laughs) It probably is. I feel like, no, it's really hard to explain this without coming across as, like, a super, like, oh, I know everything. But I feel like there's, like, almost, like, a philosophy here that needs to be explained because... I feel like for me, the biggest thing that I do differently now when it comes to packing is that I like map out every situation I'm going to be in and what do I need for that. Mm -hmm. So it means that I have what I need, but I don't have anything else. And so, sorry, I know this sounds super obvious, but let me explain. So I feel like back in the day, I used to just pack whatever I wanted and then basically make the decisions when I was at my destination about like what to wear or what to do, but I feel like I would get more caught out or I would overpack. But I feel like now I have, I still use my travel checklist that is like actually on the make work work website that we'll link to it. We launched from like episode two or whatever, but I literally just go through that one and it has a specific section that says like, do you have any outfit for special occasion? Because a lot of the time you're traveling, like, there's a wedding or there's a situation or whatever. And so like deciding what to wear for that, packing that specifically, making sure you have the shoes and the jewelry and all that kind of thing. And then genuinely what I do now is I write out all the days on like a little piece of paper and I check the weather. Yep. And I am like, okay, if it's going to be sunny, here's what I need. If it's going to be like rainy, here's what I need. If I'm going to Iceland, just pack all my scarves, you know, (laughs) no, just like layers and that kind of thing. And it's just so satisfying to like use everything you brought with you, but not have overpacked. Yeah. And, 
And for me, there was like a switch in how I thought about it. It's a little bit like the Marie Kondo thing where like her game changer in my mind is like, like throw everything away by default and only pick what you're keeping instead of like trying to look through your wardrobe and find one thing to get rid of. Like you would have to remove your entire closet, like all your clothes and put them in a pile and choose what you're keeping. I feel like it's similar to that approach where you're like, okay, what am I actually going to be doing on this trip? What do I actually need to take with me? Can I get away with just one pair of shoes? Like, yeah, I know this sounds kind of not like a super pithy thing that I can link to, but like (laughs) for me, it's just, that's just, it's so nice. And it goes to like the big things and to the small things with the clothes. But even with like the, the, the plane setup, I have a specific bag that is like my plane bag and my work bag fits into that bag. So if I have to just wear that, I can do that. And I still have all my work set up and everything. And it has like warm socks in there. It has a pen because we've already talked about you always need a pen, especially when you fly to the United States. always need a pen. And so that is just my plane bag. And it has like a, I even now have like, you know, the plastic bag they let you take on yep. planes. I just have like a hand sanitizer yep. in there. I have a lip balm in there. I have a moisturizer, whatever you need for the plane. And then I just put my kind of daily cosmetics just in my big bag that gets checked. So yep. there's just like, a, um, yeah, I don't know if this is like a top new thing. It's just like a super streamlined process. But the kind of takeaway is like deciding what actually needs to be taken with you on the trip. Yeah. What's hilarious is that I've developed the same process this year, like the exact same process, exactly what you're talking about, where I will open a new note in my phone and I will be like, okay, I'm going to be there Monday through Sunday. For example, like the work retreat that I go on every year is like Mm -hmm. a really good example of this, where it's like, okay, I'm going to be there for a week. There's going to be one formal event. There's going to be like one night of dinner. There's going to be like all these work days, one night day of activities, whatever. Yeah. So I'll put all the days in the list. I'll do the same thing with weather where I check the weather. And then I will plan an outfit per day. Yeah. And I think that that's the difference for me. I totally used to do what you did where I would just pull out all the shirts that are like my favorite shirts and pack them because oh, those are all my favorite mm-hmm. shirts. And now it's like, okay, I pack outfits by occasion and not just I pack clothes. And I pack like a full outfit. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, jeans. Here's two sweaters that can go with these jeans. Yeah. And here's three pairs ties to dress, whatever and yeah it's I'm so glad you agree with me because I've seen so many kind of like tech travel nomad lifestyle whatever that is like oh I just have two t-shirts and I'm like well I don't live no. like that no I don't have just two t-shirts I can't just pack two t-shirts yeah and so but I'm so glad you're with me on this because it's like actually sitting down mapping out every single day and because it actually can't be less than you think when you do it that way. A hundred percent. It usually is. It, that's the thing is I was I was tired of coming home. And one of my favorite things when I come home after a trip is to dump everything in the laundry bin and then wash it because then I don't have to unpack really. And so it's like my cheating way of like, haha, I don't have to fold anything just yet. I can just like <laughs> put this in the wash and dry it and deal with it tomorrow. Like future Haley has to deal with this. But that's one of my favorite things is when I've used all of my clothes. So I really do need to wash all of them because I've used all of them and they're dirty and so I I just realized as you were saying this that I actually because I don't do that but <laughs> the reason is because often I'm going like to Iceland for like three weeks or something so it's like a little bit different mm. but 
And I guess this should have been like my top new thing. But if you want something that we can link to is those travel cubes. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. That was actually my other one. I was like, I don't know if I've ever talked about the packing cubes or travel cubes that I use for my clothes, but I have a super specific system for those. Oh my God. Can we, can we just do like a top mutual thing? (laughs) Let's like top mutual thing is these travel cubes. And I have the set. I don't know what set you have. My set's actually getting old. So I might buy a new set, but my, my set is one big one and two small ones. Okay. So for the, for if any listener is like a little bit lost, thank you. <laughs> it's those. It's like um, what I don't know what material it's made out of, but like it often has like natting on top of it, so you can kind of yeah. see through it, and it's just made of this like material that can get like get bigger and smaller. But like you can put basically jeans, like three pairs of jeans, and then you sip it, and then you have a little cube yeah. that just has all your jeans, and then you have yeah. a different cube, and you can put all like. I think where they really shine is with, like, tiny little annoying things. Yes. Like, all your socks in there. Like, yeah. all that. Yeah. My – the netting on top is definitely key because then you can see it. That's what's breaking on mine. My, like, netting is coming apart because I'm using it too much. Oh. But, yeah, I I love them. And I do – my big one, I put most of my clothes in there. And then I have one small one for, like, the little things. And then my other one I use for dirty clothes. Oh. Yeah, see, I <laughs> – see, this also shows, like, a little bit how we're different because – I have like seven or ten or something. Oh, I only have three. Oh, you have seven or ten. I don't know how. You many. don't even know. I have like one for dresses, one for jeans, one for sweaters, one for tops, one for. This doesn't surprise me either. Like whatever. I actually have some photos on my Instagram highlights. Uh, maybe oh. I'll just make like a specific one for like Happy's travel cubes that can be shared as like an Instagram highlight. Um. But they are, so, and it's actually funny because I bought these after like having a crush on them for like ages. And then my family saw it and they were all like, this is a game changer. So I sent them a link to like the whatever ones I had from Amazon, which I'll find a link for the show notes for. And then my family was like, these are not nice enough for us. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> so when we were in New York, because while well, Haley and I were hanging out in New York, but I was also in New York just to see my family we went to away you know like this suitcase brand oh yeah and we bought like these fancy away ones which is like oh, so now i have very two fancy. different sets i have like the fancy away ones but i don't actually know if they're better for me there's, are they i was gonna say are they worth it i don't know if you're like pretentious i guess but you know they just like you just need a a piece of fabric with a zipper that will keep your clothes in one space you definitely don't need a fancy one exactly and then like my favorite thing is just like now you've got all these cubes and now your suitcase looks really organized and it's not even that it looks organized i think what it does is also it just makes it so much easier like if if you're on the road for maybe like two or three weeks i actually remember when i stayed with you in colorado i had all those travel cubes then and it was just really easy to get dressed in the mornings because yeah when you're staying with somebody it's not like I was staying with you, what, for like two nights. It's not like I'm going to unpack my giant suitcase that I was carrying with me from multiple occasions, but it was still really easy to find everything. And I could find socks and underwear and jeans and tops and everything and not have to like refold my entire suitcase, which used to be my life. Yep. Game changer. Game changer. Books. Well, book. I guess. Book of the year, Haley. Are you ready for this? Not really, but okay. I did my best. This okay. is really, really, really difficult to... As, it's really hard. As we know, I also read a lot, so there was like a ton to choose from. Wait, for the sake of transparency, how many books are you on so far for this year? I have read 71 books so far this year. 
you're such a nerd. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but last year, last year was my like reading. What did you dub it? You dubbed it the reading year of impressiveness. And I had read 128 books by the end of the year. Last year was insanity. But this year, I'm just like reading at a leisurely pace. And so I'm at 71. So I was like scrolling through my Goodreads and we'll link to our Goodreads as well for anyone that wants to follow along too. But I was scrolling through my Goodreads and I was like, what is a standout book? Because I read a lot of series. You will yeah. know this if you listen to the... So it's it's like not easy to pick uh, one book and it's like, I'm not going to pick like the fourth book in this seven book series. Like, you know. So yeah. I, I actually decided on the book that ultimately I bought it, I think right when it came out, I was fascinated throughout the entire book. I couldn't put it down. I think it was an incredible read and it was just like really, really well written. And mm-hmm. um, the book is called, and I think I sent it to you. So I actually wonder if you've read this book too. The book is called My Friend Anna. And <gasps> it's by, yeah, you have read this, right? And yes. it's by Rachel Deloche Williams. And yes. um, I think the the like subtitle is The True Story of a Fake Heiress. And so the, the whole- Oh my God, you need to tell people what this book is about. This because... book is amazing. I read this in like 20 minutes, I think. Exactly. I just powered yeah. through Exactly. It. I just, that, this is why I decided this was my top book because I could not put it down. Like it was super, super, super well-written. It's a true story. Um, it is really, really emotional. Um, and so the the story is, if anyone followed, there was this fake heiress in New York oh God, a little this. while ago. I knew about this story before the book as well. Yes. I've been like following what was happening. Yes, she was her. So she went by Anna Delvey and she was a con artist posing as a German heiress in New York. She was basically like a New York socialite. Yes, a fake New York socialite. That got like. Like staying in hotels, but like not paying the hotel bill and like so throwing funny. really big parties and then like not paying for any of the stuff. And so she scammed she was a lot like, of people out of a lot of money. She was still pretty effective because like she was able to like fund a really expensive lifestyle actually for yes. quite a long time. So For a really long time. And she would like, yeah, some of her stuff that she was doing is she would like put a check in and then like immediately withdraw money even though the check was fake and like, so she would have all this cash all the time but like she wouldn't be able to like actually just like if someone were like, oh, Venmo be the difference. Like she wouldn't have been able to do that because she didn't have any money in accounts. She always just had like cash. It's so interesting. I also feel it's like- It's so interesting. I have this particular like interest in like anything that's like heists or like a con or something. I just find it fascinating. And the fact that it's a true story and that it's just so interesting. It's it's really interesting. I think you sent me this book immediately. I did. You were like, Hi. I did. <laughs> so it came out in July of this year. And I, I think I read it like the week it came out. And then I sent it to you like immediately. Like I was like, this book is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. Okay. I can see on my Kindle. It was published July 23rd and I finished reading it July 27th. Like I was just like, <laughs> yeah. this is, this is happening. It was. And I think that the thing about these situations is like sometimes when you see con artists and especially in this situation, like she scammed a bunch of like hotels and like venues and like. In, in essence, like a lot of rich people, but this book is written by someone that she befriended. So that's why it's called My Friend Anna, who is not a rich person that also got scammed. And she got scammed for more than $60,000. And she is just like a normal person. Like $60,000 was her salary. I think she talks about like that's like a full year salary for her. Um, so I think a lot of people at the time when Anna Delvey first got arrested and then she like went to court and the court, the whole system with like her being on trial was really, really public too, which is why a lot of people knew about it before this book came out Mm -hmm. a lot of people were like oh good for her she scammed a bunch of hotels but 
she, like she also scammed this regular person and so the author Rachel talks about like how terrible this was for her life and like she lost her job and like I don't there's just like yeah. a lot of stuff in this book and so I won't share anything else but I can say that it was an absolutely incredible story very emotional it's a true story and like the writer did an incredible job she used to work at Vanity Fair so mm-hmm. she I don't know she just has like really high quality everything in this book it was phenomenal yes I'm so glad you sent that one to me yeah because yeah I really really did enjoy it as well it was just it's also just so cool because I obviously like started what was so fun about a the modern world and b when it's a real life story it's like all these people exist and they're all on Instagram and like you can find like the Anna girls Instagram and then I found like the Rachel girls Instagram and then I think she like liked it when I posted on my Instagram story and it's like whoa like this is what's so weird about the modern world like the fact that you're just instantly kind of I don't know it was yeah. just a cool experience you sent it to me I immediately read it before I knew it like oh yeah I think what happened is like the author did like a public reading obviously just of a chapter yes. or whatever in London like the day before I got the book oh. or something so like I just missed it and I think that's what I posted or something and like the author was like oh no it was super cute so it was like fun also on like this weird internet what even is life kind of way for me yeah yeah it yeah. it's it's a really really interesting story yeah anyways so that my friend anna and i'll link to that one and if i can do like an author of the year because i because it's technically the book section i just okay i have to mention <laughs> i know i'm like sneaking this one and i gave you so the much the thing is like i don't care about sneaking stuff it, it's just like you were so like we're breaking the rules. Because <laughs> like, of course, because I think I expect you to break the rules, but I expect myself not to break the rules. I think that's the <laughs> oh, so it's like the double standard. I am like your rebel rule breaker friends. And... Well, what is our like? I'm the upholder, and are, aren't you the rebel or are you the questioner? No, I'm the rebel. You're the rebel. Yeah. So I think this is just like our four tendencies, personalities coming coming through here. But my author of the year, if I can do that, I'm trying to like fit it in and not break the rules. This is just, just it's except that I'm having a bad influence on you, Haley. <laughs> Becoming more Slytherin. Yeah, I I have read 13 books by the same author so far this year. Oh, wow. I'm currently finishing two other books by him. His name is Brandon Sanderson, and he writes like deep fantasy fiction books, like like the audible books that I was listening to were like 55 hours each and like they're like oh, 900 cool. page books like these are huge huge books and series and I've worked my way through like three or four of his series at this point and he's just like he's an incredible writer so also just a shout out to Brandon Sanderson and I've read a lot of books from him this year okay do you want to say what's the name of the series well there are several series I'm right now I'm reading the Reckoners and that one is amazing so okay. I really like The Reckoners. And then the other one, the one that I started with, the first book I ever read from him was The Way of Kings. And I read it, and like I'd listened to it in Audible. It took me a couple hours to get into it, but then it was really good. But um, yeah, and that one's The Stormlight Archives. So I can recommend either of those series to start. Cool. Yeah. But it's cool. All of his books, they're all, they all happen in the same, it's all the same world, kind of, oh, that he's built. Okay. So they don't seem like it, but I found out that they are all supposed to be the same world. And so I think eventually he'll like bring them all together somehow, but... Yeah. And then there's going to be Thrones type series of it. Oh my gosh. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think he has a TV series. Not yet. Booked, but 
I don't, yeah, maybe not yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was me bending the rules. What is your book of the year? Uh, I feel like you are so much more fun than me because you have like fun fantasy books. And I scrolled through my list of Goodreads and I've read 28 books this year so far. Yeah. Which is pretty good, I guess, for a normal person, not compared <laughs> to Haley, I think that is really good. There were years before I went wild that I didn't even yeah. read 28 books per year. So I think any reading is good. Any reading is good. If you're listening and you're on like one, great. Exactly. Or two. That's better than zero, which I think a lot of people do. But I think over 20 is pretty good. Yeah. Like by most standards. I feel like. Yeah, 50 plus, that's just show-off-ish. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, I'm kidding. I actually really struggled with it because I felt like I read a lot of... I Not only did I reflect back on, like, the books I've read this year, but I also reflected back on, like, books I've read in the previous years. And I feel like I have big books that are, like, absolute standout books that I'm obsessed with. And I felt like I didn't really read any book like that that just kind of like blew my mind and I was blown away so I feel like it's been a good year overall but like the kind of super high peaks in compared to like my life but that is a little bit of an unfair standard to be like oh blow my mind please so (laughs) I think if I if I'm to go for like most impact and this is not as fun as Haley's recommendations is um this is quite a controversial person and it's quite a controversial book, but like the reason I'm picking it is because I feel like it's had the most positive impact on me as a person. So it's just a very personal recommendation. But if anyone doesn't like it or doesn't care about these kind of things, then that's so fine. I like super interested in like politics and the economy and all those kind of things. And there's a book by this lady called Naomi Klein. I don't know if you've heard about her, Haley. No, I don't think I have. She is like a hardcore full-on activist that is super outspoken and she wrote a book that is called no is not enough and i just found myself i read it like back in january or something so like the the details i don't really remember but i feel like i've been referencing this book a lot in conversations and the kind of big thing i took away from it she 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 says a lot and she has like pretty serious like criticisms of a lot of things that are happening like right now But the big thing for me that I took from it is that, like, if you disagree with something that's happening now, a lot of the criticism is just like, no, I don't like this, but not offering any alternative. Mm. So it's like, I don't like your policy on this, and therefore you are dumb. But it's like, well, there's nowhere really to go with that. And I feel like a lot of the kind of, like, high-profile politics at the moment, there's, like, there's a lot of kind of, like, anti yeah. But there's not a lot of like, how do we find a vision that supports like an alternative in some way that kind of like is productive and that it's not just like you're dumb, no, you're dumb, no, you're also dumb kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like you're against this, but what are you for? Yeah, exactly. And so that's the title of the book, like no is not enough. And there's been a lot of collapse of ideology or whatever. And so there's a lot of situations happening, but like no one really has a clear alternative but we also see a lot of like activism around like minorities and wealth inequality and the environment and it, for me i remember in the beginning of the year i actually found it really overwhelming because i was like well 
well, it's a way for me to support any of these things because there's just like a million different things that are like all these injustices everywhere. And like, it was just super fragmented. Yeah. And she in this book had the really good, she's very like hardcore calling things out and like she's very kind of like far on one side. But I think her message still stands of being like, there is a way to have a vision that encompasses things of like, to be better for the environment, like we should pay like people better for the work that they're already doing, which like, you know, it's better for minorities, which is better for the environment. And she has like this vision that is more encompassing of like, by doing these things that is like better for everyone and that like raises everyone. And it's not like against any one particular thing, but it's like, if we go and address these issues in a way that is like positive in a way that is like, a vision and it stands for something and not just being like, no, I don't like what all you are saying. Yeah, I love that. I like clicked on the book on Goodreads mm-hmm. when you mentioned it. And um, Naomi Klein looks really interesting. So she's actually Canadian, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is really interesting. She has a lot of books. She's done a lot of writing. And it says that her books have been translated into more, more than 30 languages. Yeah. And she, um, yeah, she's like received a lot of awards. So very cool. She's really cool. She's very controversial. And she says a lot of things that are, like, really far. But I still think her message of being, like, we can't just, like, do nothing and keep complaining. Which I I feel like it's really stuck with me over the whole year. So I think um, I'm going to make that my book of the year. Nice. Haley, one of your favorite things in the whole wide world is goals. Yes. And have you started thinking about goals for next year? for 2020 i feel like 2020 the fact that 2020 is gonna be here is such a like uh we've heard about 2020 as a year like our entire lives and it's always yes. felt like something that is so far away a hundred percent yeah it's one of those things where it's like um you grew up hearing like oh this will be done in 2020 like that was like <laughs> yeah yeah that was like the projection was like i remember there was something really specific where i went to university and the, the city was like our future 2020 this will all be done and i should check back in and see like how much of it is actually done <laughs> Haley with her clipboard will just like compare <laughs> like i will check um, back in possible <laughs> not quite there <laughs> i will look yeah i have started thinking about goals i generally i generally like to leave my goals for something i do like at the very 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 end of the year yeah but I've already started going into, like, reflection mode. Like, we mentioned it's December, so I feel like that, like, automatically hits. I started in in November. It started hitting me like it's, like, the end of the year is here, and I'm all settled into my new house, which was, like, a really big thing, and I sort of started relaxing. But I feel like it's not just the end of the year. It's, like, the end of the decade. Yeah, it's the end of the decade, too, which is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, so I started sort of settling in. And I think that where I'm at right now, so I haven't set specific goals yet because I have like a whole reflection process and that's going to happen like once I'm not working. Um, But what I have started doing is sort of thinking around like what are some categories of goals that are really important to me in this Mm -hmm. next year. So like this is something that I've written on my blog before and I think we've talked about is like I tend to do, I'll write down a lot of goals and then I'll be like, what category is that in? Is that in health? Is that in work category? Is that a finance goal? And then I'll pick my top three goals and, like, one goal per category, essentially. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah, and I don't know if I did a good job explaining that, but I have a whole blog post on this. But so essentially, you only end up with one goal per category, but maybe you have, like, two finance goals, but you can only do one at a time. And 
um, essentially my categories never stay the same. Like some people have really same categories. Like they always have a work goal. They always have a like relationships goal and they always have like a health goal or something like that. But mine have always been, they've always changed. So I'm sort of at this stage where I'm starting to think like, okay, I think in this next year, I think I'm going to do a goal that's around like my personal brand, for example, and like writing. And I think that there's like a financial goal that I really want to hit that I'm excited about. And so like those are two categories that I'm already starting to think of. So I'm I'm still like very high level just thinking like what are some categories that I'm interested in making progress on next year? And that's like that's where I'm at. And then I'll have like a whole process at the end of this year. But that's where I'm at so far. That's cool. Yeah. What about you? One of the things I've been trying to work out just in my life in general is um, I feel like I read a lot of books and I want to write about them and I feel like I'm trying and actually being in book clubs has been super fun for me this year. Mm. But I want something that is like more structured around the books that I read because I hate kind of like half finished drafts sitting somewhere. I want there to be like a process around books. I know that sounds kind of weird but I it just is something that I've been kind of having in my mind as something I want to do for like a really long time because I feel like it's just a little bit chaotic at the moment and then the book club I'm in the rebel book club which is in uh, London but also in other cities um has like a little chat and someone in the group shared like his book process and it's very kind of inspired by or influenced by Ryan Holiday and Tim Ferriss, who are obviously like big thinkers around this topic. And so it's basically before you even start the book, you start reading out like, why do I want to read this book in the first place? And like what, obviously this is probably for a fiction book that's just for entertainment. It's not so relevant, but for like nonfiction, I think this is really relevant. And anyway, so I just had like a random book lying around my house that I was going to read and I ended up like, typing out like why do I want to read this book and then I ended up being like wow this is almost like a bigger conversation to have than just about this one particular book and I realized the kind of year of action has made me think a little bit about my life that is not just like making choice by default but actually choosing what to do yeah So I ended up just sitting down and writing a bunch of things. And it was very similar to what you're describing. It's almost like high level themes. It's like, like health, like what do I want to do with my health? What do I want to do just in my regular life? So yeah, so this book process ended up kind of having me face these questions about like, just bigger things. And I feel like I've often just been a person who is like open to opportunities and just kind of like, does things as they come up but I feel like now finally I am more prepared to like sit down and kind of like will into existence almost like things that I've been thinking about and I don't know what that looks like and I'm not hinting at anything specific it's just it was a really cool exercise so yeah um yeah so So that's what you've done in terms of like starting to plan for next year Yeah, so I have, like, similar to what you're saying, like, a couple of different, like, pillars that I'm thinking around. But I've been super in reflect mode, not just for this year, but for, like, almost, like, the last, like, 10 years, just because it's, like, the end of the decade. And I feel like it's, I guess, goals are useful for this. It's, like, when you want to kind of set something up, it's useful to do this kind of, like, reflect and then plan work. And I feel like I'm super excited about this. I've been doing a lot of reflecting 
and I'm like slowly, slowly turning into planning. Yeah. I feel like the reflection portion is key. Like you can't just like jump into Mm. what you want to do for the next year. Like I feel like it's really important to look back at the last year and be like, what went right? And even if it's that simple, it's like, what went right? What didn't go so right? And like, what didn't happen at all that could have happened? Yeah. And I feel like something, I feel like Haley, you may have been just like a person who introduced me. I know it sounds super weird that I like lived for as long as I did without it. But like, even if you just pose pretty simple questions that you then seriously answer, like these book questions I got that I'm sure I'm allowed to share because all the people in the book club are lovely. Um, post and also when we started the podcast you wrote like these little prompt questions yeah it's really interesting how like you don't even know what's going to come out it like prompts you and i think the morning pages are another great example of this like just by sitting down and kind of like having some questions or even having no questions like the morning pages often you surprise even just yourself like you don't even know you were thinking about these things Yeah, I find that the prompts are super key for getting to the bottom of it. Like you didn't even know that you needed to think about it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. The questions that I was sort of asking are actually all the questions that you could put into this process called keep, start, stop, which is like a business process um, where you go through and you decide what am I going to keep? What am I going to start? What am I going to stop? I kind of like do that as a reflection of the last year. Like let's look at some big things that I did this year and like how I spent my time and like that even like the tools that I'm using and like you can do a keep start stop of that of like your processes and your systems and stuff like that that's cool yeah it's a it's a very businessy approach to it yeah I feel like but I feel like it's useful to know even what the just like the I'm so excited to select the theme of the year as well I feel like there's mm. been a couple of words kind of floating around but I, I don't have anything concrete yet but theme of the year is like such a winner for me like I've never done anything like this it's so much more up my alley than something like here's a goal I want because I just I find that too arbitrary I but then I also think if there is like a theme you're like like you were saying about your website if you're like okay I want to focus on my website then I can understand like okay let's put some markers down for that but yeah yeah I also think everyone is super super different like I love goals but there's no part of me that's like everyone needs to have goals like I'm like if goals work for you if that is like a system that works to help you achieve the things that you want to achieve and like get to the place that you want to be then that's amazing if that doesn't work for you then that doesn't work for you like use a different process I'm not offended I'm like not, I'm not like per- personally attached to like everyone using goal setting yeah but I definitely just recommend if like maybe Haley can help us just like <laughs> figuring out how to find these prompts it's so helpful and I think it's easy to kind of like be too cool for school for something like that but it's just super fun as well just to go through and be like wait what actually were my highlights of the year and what do I want more of and yeah I love this time of year yeah maybe I can between now and when this episode is published actually share some of the prompts that I use I know that I have one blog post where I have a couple but I think it's just the keep star stop ones but I can share like I have like a whole list I feel like I want like Haley's end of year reflection prompts. Reflection prompts. Okay. I feel like I would love a list like that. Just, <laughs> just make it for me. And then if <laughs> we can like. And then you can give me feedback. And if it's all right, then it can be published. <laughs> yeah. Or I just say like, just make it for me. Just because sometimes I find it useful to think of a specific person when you're doing something like that. Oh, yeah. But obviously we can just share it with everyone. But like I'll. I'll ask my book club if I'm allowed to share those writing prompts because 
they are also just great if anyone's into like non-fiction books and wants it to be a little bit more systematic i guess um i'll find a way to share that in the show notes as well yeah that would be awesome well we could do another little blog post like we have the happy's 84 point checklist blog post on our <laughs> on our website that i still use i stand by that yeah that you still use <laughs> that you still use we don't yeah. spam with some you know superfluous content we we, we, we don't just go for the gold every time it's december we both usually take time off at the end of the year mm-hmm. do you have like i know some of your plans do you have like do you want to share some of your plans for how you're spending your time at the end of this year? Um, wait, what plans do you know about? Well, I know you're going to be in Iceland. That's like what I know. That's true. <laughs> and I know um, that you're going to be offline. I think you're going to be offline for at least a week, if not two weeks. Yeah, I'm actually, I've just, because I've been doing so much reflecting, I've realized like this year has been just a lot like I know it's been intense for you in like a very easy to understand way just because you've had like a lot of big moments but I feel like it's also been intense for me in like different ways and like I said before I feel like it's been a year of growth which is not always like the most fun process but it's like good but it's not necessarily like um growing pains are a thing like that's a that's a thing (laughs) and I also realized like I haven't really taken like I've done a lot of travel I haven't really taken that much time off and like I don't know how personally we want to get, but, like, I went on a family trip where, like, my parents weren't there. So I was somehow, like, the adult there. I know that sounds super weird. <laughs> but well, You're the oldest. Yeah, and I was, like, waking up and cooking breakfast for everyone and going grocery shopping. And, like, I don't mind doing all that. And I obviously do that in my normal life. But when you're doing that for, like, a family of 12 people because it was, like, cousins and stuff, it's just, like, <laughs> it's not the same experience. And then the, I think the other week I took off was like your wedding week yeah which was also there was a lot going on like you weren't you weren't there to like relax you were there like you were performing a a duty like you had like stuff to do like there was tasks involved because it's me there were like a million calendar invites <laughs> Haley, Haley did a really good job of like actually making it very enjoyable thank you but like yeah I went river rafting and we had to find the venue on the top of the mountain and like <laughs> it was super fun and I loved it and obviously it would take it off because I'm not going to be like checking my emails at Haley's wedding but also <laughs> but that's not like a book on a beach kind of thing you know right so I think that there is such a huge difference this is like a big part of me reflecting on 2019 there were a lot of times in 2019 where I took time off but it wasn't restful it was because I had to take time off. So like mm. I took time off because we were moving. That wasn't, that was like the opposite of relaxing. That was actually like a highly stressful time. When we were like driving across the US with all the pets and the trailer and stuff like that. And then even like taking time off for the wedding, it's like, that was really nice, but I was still like making wedding decorations the day before we left. And like, you know, it it was nice, but it's not, um, it's just not like rejuvenating, I think is the word that I'm looking for here. Like where you mm. take a vacation and you do nothing and you don't have a plan or like even you just take time off and you don't have to travel. I think that's especially a big part of it for me is like you're not like moving around a whole bunch. For me, it's like if you're up by seven, that's not like a chill holiday. It's It can be yeah. fun. Like when I go skiing, like we get up super early to hit the slopes and I love it. It's like one of my favorite things to do. But like... It's just not super chill. <laughs> right, yeah. So I think there's just, like, a key difference between, like, taking 
time off of work because you have to take off time off of work that is not restful and then taping taking time off of work like for a vacation and I think that this year I took very very little time off of work for a vacation and I luckily like work somewhere where my boss is incredible and he like noticed that I wasn't taking a lot of time off for vacation so he tried to like encourage me to take a couple of like long weekends and things like that where I was just like adding a couple of days but there was not a moment where I was like I'm gonna take a week off and like nothing will happen I'll just like chill or like that didn't happen this year ever I feel like even if you would give me a week off now I feel like oh there's clutter I would like to go through like (laughs) yeah so yeah, so it's not been a very relaxed year for me. Um, I can see that. So I am, I think I'm off for like two weeks over Christmas. I, okay, actually, this is kind of related as like a reflection part. I don't know if it fits in exactly here, but it was super weird. I told you I've been spending a lot of time with my family, whatever. And my family doesn't listen to the podcast. They're very proud and like, you know, they sometimes like our tweets and stuff. But like, this is not really like their vibe, but... I had two different family members on two different occasions and I don't think they had compared notes before having this conversation with me that like under a serious conversation said to me that like my two biggest stressors or like downsides or like things I need to be mindful of or something are being too much of a perfectionist and Mm. having imposter syndrome. Oh, wow. And I was like... Wow, but if you think about it, the fact that, like, even just, like, the perfectionism thing, that came out, like, earlier this year. Yeah, that was this year. And for me to, like, consciously be working on it has been happening this year. Yeah. And, like, the imposter syndrome thing is, like, I am, like, a work in progress on that, but it's, like, and I'm definitely better than I was. But the fact that I had, like, people in my family just kind of saying that to me, and they were actually saying, like, it's okay to just take, take some time off just chill so I feel like for the holidays I just can't wait to just I'm not even gonna use a calendar <laughs> like I think that's <laughs> I'm just yeah I do have a lot of like family and friend get togethers that kind of thing but I'm like yeah I'm not gonna open my emails I'm I'm just gonna like see what chill looks like yeah that's my goal I like that. I think that is a really, really great idea. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any specific plans for the holidays? I have, like, I have a, an outline of what, how I want to spend my time. So like I said, like, I haven't taken a ton of time off this year. And if I have, it hasn't been restful. So I am taking, well, I, I work for a company that closes down around the holidays, usually for several business days. So I'm not taking all of this as like technical vacation time that's like a separate conversation for me as well (laughs) yeah but I'm taking I'll ultimately be off for almost three weeks like almost and um it's gonna be the longest time that I've been off since I started this job because I think when I started this job I took two weeks off right before as like a break between my last job and then this job and so this is going to be my first chunk of time off in four years which is kind of wild but so I the first that first week that I'm kind of off is like starting in like late mid December and that week I plan on like I plan on sleeping in just like catching up on sleep but what I plan on doing is like what you just said where you said like if I had a week off I would just organize things that's what I plan on doing I plan on getting that out of my system so like the first week of the three weeks that I'm off I plan on like Whatever comes to mind that I want to do, I'll do it. Like, if I want to go through all of my one password passwords and, like, make sure none of them match, like, sure, I'll do that. (laughs) If I want to, like, reorganize my 
cup my drawers full of mugs like sure I will reorganize on my mugs and so I'll just kind of give myself a week to like not that I'll like be planning to do specific things I probably will have a couple things where I'm like oh, I should really go through and like check my filing system or something like that like some of the boring stuff so I'm probably going to do a little bit of that for the first week and then the second and third week is when I plan on doing nothing like I the only plans that we have are like there's like three specific days where we're going to drive somewhere and then like celebrate the holidays and then drive back and so we're not flying anywhere which is really nice we're not spending more than a couple of days outside of our home which is really nice and um yeah so my plan is just for the next two weeks like I'm going to do a ton of reading I sent out a tweet recently where I was like asking people for their top book of 2019 and I'm adding a lot of stuff to my goodreads and so I'm just going to spend time reading I'm going to spend time sleeping in and then I'm probably going to do all of my like reflection exercises and like watch a bunch of tv and just like actually let myself oh my god finally relax for the first time all year and uh I can't wait I'm really 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 looking forward to it yeah oh my god yes and I'm ridiculously excited about it and I'm so Mm, glad you are as well I feel like yeah I'm glad we're doing this together (laughs) (laughs) me too our next episode is going to be interesting I bet we're both going to come on and be like I am so refreshed I have so much energy or at least I hope that's how it's going to happen maybe we're just going to be super bored (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine I don't think I I don't think I'll I mean if I do get bored I feel like that's that's good for the brain as research has shown but I feel like I have too many things I would love to I think I would like if I'm not going to set goals for my time off I promise but if I were to set a goal for my time off it would be like get to the point that I feel bored because I have let myself like relax and do all the things that would be great so like my mind is truly empty that would be that would be ideal we're coming to the end of the episode thank you for introducing the end of the episode (laughs) this is the formal happy (laughs) formal happies coming back okay so we have some we have some shout outs um yeah i will do the first one because it's shouting you out for winning awards and one of them was that you submitted the podcast for an award so like we won an award at an event that you went to which seemed really like a really chill event but we still that's our first ever podcasting award so um well done, Happy, for winning us an award. Well, technically, I didn't submit it. Um, I was personally nominated as oh wow um, a winner in the category of the future of podcasting. This is so huge. I know. Well done. And the organizer of the event, granted, this is my friend. Just <laughs> putting that straight out there. That's hilarious. But he said, <laughs> he said there were like three main awards of the event. One was like the future of. It was like a music industry business event type of thing. One was like the future of A&R, which is... Do you know what A&R is, Hayley? I have no idea. It's like the person... If you're imagining like a movie about the music world, it's like the person in the studio that is like getting the artist to be better. Oh, okay. It's almost like the artist coach or like the talent okay. developing okay. person. Technical, obviously, description. Um, so it was like an award for A&R which is obviously like an actual like music award. And then there was Future of Marketing, which I, I was interested in. Um, and then there was Future of Podcasting, which oh I won. Oh my gosh. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So shout out to my friend Tiago, who organized this whole thing. Yes. And shout out to Happy for being the Future of Podcasting. <laughs> yes. This okay. is a very serious award, guys. This is a very serious <laughs> award. It was very cool. It was very cool. Okay. Yeah. We also got a really nice review that we wanted to shout out. Mm-hmm. It was from 
Ellen T. That's what the name was on Apple Podcasts. And in this review, we were called a power duo, which I love so much. So thank you so much for reviewing us, Ellen. I hope I'm pronouncing your name properly. If she's from Iceland, you would say Elin. Oh, is it? Okay. Is it for someone from Iceland? Okay. I don't know because it could be. It could also not be. Let's just throw that extra pronunciation in there as like a just in case. Yeah, if she gets in touch again and she 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 can tell us because also you, we don't have the last name we just have a T so Ellen we just T. have a T Ellen yeah or Ellen T Ellen. <laughs> yeah. it's E L I N just for anyone who's like not sure what it <laughs> is spelled like based on our terrible pronunciation um, but yes thank you for reviewing us and then um, just a big thank you to any of our reviewers or our listeners who have reviewed us we are super grateful for them so just like a a thanks in general yeah if you want to do more. Or if you haven't done one and want to do one. We would be super grateful. Feel free. <laughs> Feel free. Open invitation to review us anytime. Open invitation. Yeah. Next one. The next one is from one of our listeners, Eddie. It's mm-hmm. Eddie Hope, right? I think so, yeah. He has his Christmas name on his Twitter right now. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure his real name is Eddie Hope. But his his like Twitter name right now is Eddie Ho Ho Hope, which... <laughs> I love. Uh, I am never clever. This is like a tangent, but I am never clever with like changing my oh. Twitter name to like anything. It doesn't even cross seasonal. my mind. I see other it, people yeah. do it. It doesn't even the thought no. of like, oh, maybe I should do, just no. No, there's enough confusion with my name anyway. So I'm like, no, no, no. let's just yeah. do it clear. It just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't cross my mind either. I, just, I changed my Twitter bio the other day, and that was already like a traumatic change for me. So, no, no, keeping the you name the same. Changed your is... Twitter bio? Is this something? No, the Twitter photo. About? I meant. Oh, your photo. Okay, I was yeah. like about to. No, I'm actually. Checking. I think I also changed my bio. So. I'm just making sure that your little sentence "anyone can be cool, but awesome takes practice" is. <laughs> I I was just going in there to check that quickly because that is for the listener behind the scenes, kind of. I think, like, one of the first things I ever said to you when we met at an event in Portland where I was like, I like your Twitter bio. And you were like, thanks. Like, it was. <laughs> yeah. I also love that because Haley was, like, ready to, like, go into my Twitter profile and judge me for not having a good enough Twitter profile. And then she was like, oh, wait, I actually do like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yes. a thing. I don't know. I just, people have some really bad, there's some really bad Twitters out there. Anyways. Okay. We're talking about Eddie. Eddie, yes. Eddie. Um specifically through oh my i'm not even going to remember what episode this was because we've had we're all over in the time the timeline is confusing from our end people (laughs) the timeline is really confusing but we had an episode Mm. oh it was oh it's from the email alignment chart it's from the email alignment chart i think this so this is the episode that came out in october and um he wrote how do you guys feel about signing off with as you were and i just (laughs) thought it was hilarious i saw that and i was like i have no response to this <laughs> i this is to me this is like a military like if a bunch of people are standing at attention in a military formation and like they hadn't been previously and someone walked in so everyone into attention because like someone important walked in and then that important person is leaving they like shout out the door as they're leaving they're like as you were soldiers and then they leave like that's <laughs> That's what I'm picturing here, which yeah. I, so I just find it hilarious. It's either like a military dismiss. When you tweeted that, I was so grateful because I was like, that's exactly what it sounds like. And I would not have been able to find those words because I feel like it's either that or it like veers into like sassy. 
he and, yeah he said he only does this with people that he knows and that appreciate his sense of humor so i was very grateful is, for that clarification because i was like is this a serious question is this <laughs> i thought it was i thought it was and i still think it's hilarious we're it's still great. laughing about this eddie yeah. so thank you for sharing your hilarious email sign off maybe this should be our new sign off just like as you were as you were <laughs> Oh, that would yeah. definitely be like a definite of chaotic evil. Just to bring it back to the oh. email sign off alignment chart, like that is a chaotic 100%, 100%. evil. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and for like no reason. This is like yeah. a chaotic. It's like no. no, no, there's no reason. I'm just there's... gonna be like, as you work, cut. as you work, and you're like, wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man, I guess this is like the Addy shout out show because we have like two more quick things we want to shout out, and one is um. Well, this is also just like the Icelandic book episode, I guess, because Addy actually got in touch. I don't remember where asking about the Yola Book of Loth, which is um, Icelandic for the Christmas book flood or the Christmas book, like high tide, if you want to be specific, which is basically this is one of the, you know how like Scandinavia gets trendy sometimes. It's like, oh, everyone should pick up the Scandinavian tradition. And I feel like this happens like every six months on the internet. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's always like, this new Scandinavian word replaces hikas. Like, great. Cool. Anyway, Yola Bogaflow is like, um, basically refers to the culture that every year, like around Christmas is basically when most of the books in Iceland get published. And then there's like a really great tradition to gift other people a book for Christmas. So reading is like a really big part of Christmas. And like my granddad, it's actually super cute. He gets, he's like super interested in like the Second World War and like the history of Reykjavik and all these kind of like history, nerdy, like war, whatever, 20th century kind of themes. And so everyone basically just finds a giant book about that, that he can like (laughs) sit and read. And so he like has this pile of like cool ass books that, (laughs) <laughs> like the other grandfather at the dinner table like eyes with a bit of jealousy which is super <laughs> cute <laughs> Aww. Um, and the super cute part about this is like there's a little magazine that gets like sent to everyone like in the early December months and you're supposed to like read through it and circle all the books you want oh is this like a magazine sent to everyone in Iceland to clarify yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> So we would always go to, like, Grandma's house and everyone had, like, their own color or, like, with initial, like, the books they wanted. And then, Aww. like, it just, then you don't have to guess what book people want, basically. You just pick one that they already want and then they want to read it. That's adorable. Yeah. I love this tradition. It's super cute. We're adorable. I love it. Yes. We have one more Eddie shout out. Yeah, okay. Which is actually the first way that we ever got in touch with Eddie or, like, heard about Eddie, right? I don't know. I just think like when he started talking to us on Twitter, probably about the podcast, I went to like his Twitter profile and the pinned article on his Twitter profile. We'll link to it in the show notes if you ever change this pinned tweet. Um, it's called the Square of Done. And it's basically if you have like a paper in front of you, it's super simple, but it's super brilliant. Um, you just draw like a giant square in the top. And when you've basically worked through your entire page, you just take it off. Yeah. So if you have like a notebook, you just kind of know where you are. It's, it's super brilliant. Read the blog post he wrote. It's super cool and clear. And whenever since I came across this, I've been using this. So I just wanted to give a special shout out to that because it's super cool. And I love that the people we have on the Twitter are so creative and cool and smart and know all these cool things that I didn't know about before. Yeah, it's very, very cool. I 
don't use physical notebooks a whole bunch. But if I did, I would use the square I've done. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then – and. Of course, shout out for Jan, who last episode, this is kind of crazy because this hasn't happened yet, but we had the caveat about the audio quality not being great. And assuming that the last episode was listenable to, you were able to listen to it, that would have been because of Jan. So yes. that Jan, in the future will probably happen by the time this is published. I feel like maybe our goal for 2020 is like try to make Jan's job a little bit easier. <laughs> We really should. And honestly, this whole like out of whack timeline thing happened because we both had so much going on this year. But I feel like 2020, like maybe we just keep our timeline normal because this has been really confusing for the last couple of days. (laughs) It's just, yeah. This is another thing I'm looking forward to. Just like offloading, leave in 2019 and then start with like a fresh clean slate in in 2020. Yeah. Goodbye 2019. All tasks are getting moved to 2020 that have not been completed, and they can just be done then. Yeah. All right. All right. Is that the end of the show? I feel like, yeah, let's leave the past in the past.